What's up, everybody? It's Thursday, March 27th, 2014, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. I am Steve Say, and I'm here with Bobby Shortle. Hello. Uh, Justin Townsend. Hey, you guys doing? And joining us tonight is Mr. Rob Newmeyer. Good evening. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing great. Excellent. Um, for those of you that are listening, uh, that heard our first episode, and you're kind of like, what? Where's the... Where's the girl with the English accent? Uh, our friend Jackie will actually be joining us next week. Uh, where the fourth seat of Talking Games is kind of going to be a rotating seat. We're going to have uh, basically switch it up between Rob and Jackie as time goes on. Because we wanted more than one person to get in on the action. So uh, seeing as Rob is new to the show, why don't uh, we get to know him a little bit? Uh-oh. Yeah. Actually, you know what? No. Before we do that... Fuck you, Rob. <laughs> you can you don't want to know me. You yeah. can sit in the corner and wait. Okay. Um, what I, what I want to do first, actually, is uh, I want to thank everybody for their uh, support of the first episode. We had uh, quite the number of downloads, had a really, really good week, got some really positive responses from everyone who decided to check us out. Uh, Twitter was real nice. Uh, the forums is going to start up any day now. And it was just really cool to, to see some gamers come out of the woodwork and you know, join us in this new podcast. And uh, we hope that it's worth your time and that you enjoy it. Um, so maybe we should mention, uh, actually, you know what? I will mention, if you go to the Talking Comic Book forums, we now have uh, a section dedicated to Talking Games. You guys want to make new threads, come up with things you want to talk about other gamers that are on the site, uh, feel free to do that. We'll be doing that as well. Uh, and we also have a new Twitch channel, which uh, just before recording tonight's podcast, the four of us sat down to a most rousing game of Towerfall Ascension on the PS4, and it was Banana Pants. I could play that game for, for 24 hours. Straight. Well, this was the first time that I've played it. I, I, I watched like a video or two, mm-hmm. but it, did not, it didn't do anything to prepare me for as much fun as I was going to have playing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. It is awesome. I mean, it's like, a, it's like Smash Brothers in a way. You know, it's four-player uh, you know, versus with you know, some power-ups and, and just madness playing the whole time, and... I played a little bit of uh, the quest mode, you know, the single player mode, which is basically like a survival mode. You just try to get through these stages facing against AI enemies. And it was a lot of fun playing that, but it's nothing compared to what playing it with people. It was awesome. And is that the same format? One hit, one kill? Yeah, Yeah. it's the same format. Same format. Yeah. Um, One of the things that I love about it that I noticed that there's there's almost like a growing trend of bringing back games that are really challenging with very much like simplistic gameplay. Mm -hmm. Like we had jump, shoot, and dash. Yep. That's all you needed to have probably some of the most fun I've had playing a multiplayer game in a while. Mm. So just, you know, incredible. But actually, we'll be talking a little bit later about a uh, very simple approach to a, a quite a brilliant game uh, a little later on. But first, since Rob is new to the mm-hmm. podcast, let's uh, talk to Rob for a few minutes. So, Rob, when did you start playing video games? Uh, well, I'm, I'm the oldie of the group. I'd say. Uh, How's that? Well, I'm I'm older than. Talking to the microphone, sir. I'm older than most of you. Uh, I was born in '78. Oh, okay. uh, the first game system in the house was 1980. I have two older brothers, so we had an Atari in the house, and I was fascinated by it. I would sit there and watch them play, and when they would finally go to sleep, I would get my turn. So tanks. Pong, uh, the coveted E.T., anything, oh. anything that would come into the house would just grip me, and that that's all it took. Uh, from there, 
we got a Commodore 64 128, mm. and my dad had a friend at work who was big into computers, so we would always get floppies and uh, wow. the old Howard the Duck, G.I. Joe, uh, Space Taxi, tons of great floppy games, uh, and then just, just the normal run from there, you know, Nintendo, mm. uh, Super Nintendo, Genesis... What was the what was the first game that like you fell in love with that you said like I really like to play video games? I mean it's it's just so hard I so hard to just pick one. Pick one. Uh, the first one. Like you're sitting there and you're just you're holding the controller and you go, Holy shit, I'm having a good time. Honestly, it was probably uh a Commodore sixty four game, uh Jumpman. And yeah. they had Jumpman, Jumpman Junior. Wow, uh, nice. I was I was quite obsessive with that game. But I would say a couple of years later, uh, when the NES came out, I had a friend that came over and brought over uh, Final Fantasy when that had come out. And that's the game that, that forever latched me uh, into role-playing. And, I mean, that's my favorite genre, I would say. So that... that that's what sticks out in my mind the most. Nice. And what um like what do you have available to you now that you have around the house? Uh, right now, uh, PC, 3DS, uh, 360, PS3. I still have every old system that I have owned. Sweet. Um, I like to go back and, and play the classics. Uh, and then next week I'll have a PS4 coming in. Nice. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the crew. Yeah. Thank you. Moving into the next generation. Yeah. Yes. All right. So uh, for those listening and are wondering what tonight's show is going to be about, I'll give you uh, a little bit of a preview. We're talking just a little bit of news because there was a pretty there's a pretty big deal going on uh, right now in news world in reference to the uh, Facebook has purchased the Oculus Rift to the tune of two billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get to that in a second, but we'll also be talking about uh, infamous Second Son. Tonight, probably some Towerfall Ascension, more Dark Souls 2, I'm sure, Bravely Default, uh, Thomas Was Alone, uh, Awesome Knots. Awesome Knots. And am I missing anything? I don't think so. All right. So, you know, let's let's go into the the little bit of news first, because I, I, I kind of want to not get it out of the way, but just find out where everybody stands. Actually, I want Rob to talk about it first because I happen to be the one who broke it to Rob when I sent out the email <laughs> telling him he had no idea. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us what was up with that? Well, what happened yesterday was uh, I was playing Dark Souls, so I didn't have my computer next to me. My phone was was just sitting on the bed on vibrate. I wasn't checking uh, Twitter or anything. And uh, I got up to go use the bathroom, and I just happened to look at my phone, and I saw an email from Steve, just some show, show notes, and uh, the Facebook Rift deal was there, and I I let out an audible scream. It was just so, so left field. <laughs> I would have never guessed that would have happened. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, there was rumors that it was possible that they might get bought out. Most people thought Microsoft might have a hand in it to match up with the Morpheus, Sony's VR. And uh, I happened to be at work, and I just picked up my phone, looked at it, and all I saw was Facebook buys Oculus. And that was repeated. Like, that was my entire feed, Facebook Oculus, Facebook Oculus, Facebook Oculus. Right. 
it blew my mind. Well, let's, you know what, really quick, let's tell people uh, who don't know what the Oculus is, exactly what it is, so, uh, you know, for people that haven't been keeping up in the news. Uh, the Oculus comes from a, I guess, a developer named Palmer Lucky. He's a co-founder of the Oculus, and it started off where he wanted a virtual reality, you know, apparatus, what would you call it? A headset? A headset. Or- yeah, a headset. Yeah. He wanted one. Mm-hmm. He, tr- he tried several at shows, and, and, you know, I actually tried uh, VR a long time ago uh, on the wharf in San Francisco, but uh, he just found that none of them were, you know, up to snuff, and he really wanted to immerse himself in a VR setting. So he set his goal to build one. He came up with a prototype, him and his team, and went to Kickstarter and, you know, wanted X amount of dollars. I believe it was 250000 uh, he was looking for the goal and wound up with $2.5 million, Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end. So, you know, huge, huge response to this thing. And then uh, just yesterday, it was announced that Facebook had purchased the Oculus from uh, from Palmer to, the, like I said, for $2 billion. And there's since been an uproar online. Mm. Um, people don't know what to think. A lot of people feel cheated. A lot of people feel like they, I guess, that they had invested their money, which we'll get to that in a second. But uh, in a product that all of a sudden like, was being helmed by this you know, independent developer, it kind of had, you know, it was cool and it's VR and it's being made from this little company. And then all of a sudden, Facebook, the this gigantic thing has absorbed it and scooped it up. And and people are, are having all these wild ideas about what that means for the Oculus system. So uh, we actually have a, a couple of facts about what's going to be going on with that. But uh, let's get a couple of opinions going around first, and then uh, then we'll get down to that stuff. So Bobby, what do you think of all this? You know, it's easy to it's easy to be very negative about it because, and I think the internet is obviously very negative about it. You know, because well, a it's the internet, but b also because it is Facebook, which is something that a lot of people don't like very much, you know, it, it, and they're becoming a, a, a technical giant and, you know, people are turning on them in a lot of ways. I think it's important to realize that Oculus is a company, we have no idea. So you know, Facebook didn't buy a VR headset. They bought a company called Oculus mm-hmm. that makes the Oculus Rift. It's their one, their one product at the moment. Um, you know, Oculus is a company... We don't know what their financial state was, right? We, it, they're right. They're, they've spent about two years, you know, sending out or a year sending out dev kits of stuff for three hundred dollars. We have no idea how much they make on each headset if they're just losing money just to get it mm-hmm. into people's hands so that they can, so that they can develop for it. So we have no idea what their operating budget goes, and not that not that two billion dollar deals happen overnight, but I have to imagine when they started to hear kind of concrete things about Sony developing their headset, they knew they were going to need some bank behind them in order to do probably what they wanted to do and release it at at a price that is tenable to to a market. So I I think you have Facebook, which is a billion, you know, multi-billion dollar company now owning this little, little tiny company with the express, you know, kind of making this headset. So I, I think that, I think that this situation only happens if it's either no Oculus or Oculus bought by Facebook. That that's 
or by by somebody. You know, and it not be Facebook. They might have come with the best offer, but the the I, I think we're in a kind of interesting, brave new world, right? Because this thing was started because of Kickstarter, yeah. And, and now there's a bunch of people who feel like I invested in this product, and and, and now I, I basically invested. They in, want a piece in getting this guy two billion dollars. That's what I did, right? Yeah. The thing that the, the thing that and this is gonna come up again definitely I mean this if people come up with good ideas and they get funded they're gonna get bought by bigger companies but Kickstarter is not an investment platform you're not you're not a named investor it's not like you went to this guy and said here is you know ten thousand dollars of my money right I want to stake in Oculus right well, you didn't buy shares you didn't buy you, shares you donated yeah and it's a weird thing because Kickstarter makes you feel like you're an investor but really you're just pre-ordering the headset. And, and, or you're 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 getting rewards or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but you're not an owner of the company, and it's a very weird place to be, right? Because yeah, like like the people invest in the Veronica Mars movie. If that movie made if that see that movie made a hundred million dollars, <laughs> those people would not see a dime of it. But that's what you do when you're kickstarting. It's like you're pre-ordering a game. It's not like you're investing in a company, right? Now, what were there any bigger tiers that that had any kind of you know give us five thousand bucks and. I know that Notch, the guy who created Minecraft, mm-hmm. donated ten thousand uh-huh. dollars to the Kickstarter. I don't know what the ten thousand um, dollar platform got you, uh-huh. but I don't think they're in Kickstarter. You're even allowed to sell interest Sticks in the company because okay. Minecraft. Yeah, we are Minecraft. That, and he, he already said that he's pulling his support for it. Yeah, Facebook. Creep, oh, really? Facebook creeps sure. him out. That's a direct quote. Yeah. And the right. thing is, I, I saw that quote where he said. You know, I'm backing out of this. Facebook creeps me out, and he donated ten thousand. And um, to answer Rob's question, the tiers, um, I think five thousand was the biggest tier, and like they flew you out to Oculus. You got to meet the dev team. Like that was the, like the high thing. There was like there's never right. an option to buy stock in the company, but the, like the top one was five. So Notch does ten, and then he's gonna bring Minecraft officially to the Oculus. Sees this happen, says it creeps him out. And then later there was an update on it. And I'm like, oh, he's probably going to backpedal. And instead of backpedaling, he just drove in harder. And he was like, I'm not happy with this. You know, I don't like, he doesn't like the idea of it being, you know, uh, associated with Facebook. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I'm happy. Like, you know, he, he $10,000 to him is like a penny to us. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was glad that it, it, the, the thing was being made, but he didn't like the direction that it was going. Right. Well, the, wor- the worry is, is that since it would be like powered by Facebook is that it's going to, it's going to change everything about the system um before we move on to other stuff maybe i'll just i'll read a couple of i guess could be considered positives uh these are official statements from lucky about the oculus and facebook uh merger about what it means for the oculus system uh and i'll just read them in order this is from uh, kotaku.com oculus will continue to focus on gaming though there will continue to be other applications for vr beyond that You will not need a Facebook account to use or develop for the Rift. Ads won't be included in Oculus hardware, and in-game ads will remain a developer's decision. The extra money will let Oculus make customer hardware, hire everyone they need, and make huge investments in content. All good things, in theory. Uh, There will be no specific Facebook tech tie-ins. And and that's I mean there's yeah. more but yeah do you need more than that no I mean he also said that and I think Zuckerberg said as well that they're they're gonna let Rift they let Oculus go on as a separate company like they're just you know they're owned by Facebook they'll have the benefit of their resources but they're not going to be dictating development of the of the item now who knows I mean that they bought them so now they can do whatever they want with them 
Mm-hmm. But I don't see I don't see the purpose. Mark Zuckerberg is a very smart man. Right. Um, I do not think that I don't not see the the purpose in buying the company and then stripping out everything about it that makes it interesting to people. Um, I, I I think look, it's a Sony is a no bigger is a no smaller company than than Facebook, nor is Microsoft, and we will gladly accept software and hardware from them every single day. So. Facebook is different, you know. It's a, it's a tech company that has never done anything like this before. But I don't see the big difference between those companies and Facebook doing something like this. Yeah, and that's going to be the huge thing. Is okay. They they have the tech now, but like the quote from Notch, are the developers going to feel safe uh, putting a stake in and actually creating content for for something that they might not believe in or you know, do they think that they could make profit on? Because I mean, that's what it's all about. Basically, mm. people want people want to make money, right? So, do they spend a couple of years of their lives and and make content for this, or you know, do they just jump to a different platform? Mm. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I mean, I think that look, I think that the big companies are absolutely have no problem with it because it's safer. No. It's yeah. safer now. It's Facebook is a is a giant company, and there's now security in developing the Oculus. You're not worried you're going to develop a whole game for this thing, and then it's never going to come out. So, but right. Steve, what do you think about all of it? I'm uh, I mean, I think that by being associated with Facebook, that it opens up the possibilities to mm-hmm. things for the Oculus in the future. I think a lot of the, I mean, here's the thing, it's it's cool to hate on Facebook. For a lot of the oh, time, yeah, absolutely. you know, like people, people love to, people all use it. Yeah. They all use it, mm-hmm. but they love to complain about it every time that they release, like they just released, I think yesterday mine switched over a new version of Facebook <laughs> and it looks different. And, you know, I just, I, I can count on it. I can just be like, all right, I'm going to refresh my screen and in three, two, one. And there's like 17 people that are like, Rawr, what happened? Oh, fucking Facebook looks so different. And rah, rah, rah. And then I go on to Twitter where you're, uh, you know, supposed to be away from the Facebook mm-hmm. stuff, and they're doing it too, and uh, I just, uh, I, as far as what I think about it, like I said, I think that it could open up the possibilities, and I mean, think you have movies you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about streaming or or piping people right into classrooms. I mean, these are really really big ideas. But they're talking about using it on a global entertainment scale. Yeah. You know, the the Morpheus, as absolutely excited as a PS4 owner, I mean, I where's the pre-order? I am all over that. <laughs> right. But that seems to me like it would be confined to the PS4 as far as playing games. Like, I saw a demo for it uh, today. It was early. It was like a 2012, like, idea demo thing. But... The game that they had for it for for the demonstration when they showed you the view, it was of a kind of like a Skyrim setting and a guy walking through a forest with leaves falling and leaves are all over the ground and there's animals rustling through the woods and stuff and he was just walking and it looked like you were walking in the woods and there were all these things around you and you you look up and the trees you know the leaves are falling one of them falls into your sight and you have to like kind of move it away. I can't wait to do that. Uh, I there's it's so the news is so fresh that like people were asking why did why did we even hear about this now 
when you don't have a lot of answers for us. Like it doesn't seem like they were very prepared to, you know, and basically Lucky has, has said uh, on his, on a, a Reddit that he had done, um, I'm really busy. I will get back to you about all of this stuff, but you have to understand. I'm cashing checks. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, exactly. But because it's, it's Facebook, you can't hide that kind of news. No, no, it's, you can't. It's going to get out. Yeah. And that's pretty much what he said was like, yeah, do you think you could have hid this from the public? No. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm not going to poo-poo. I've made my jokes on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg re- reached into his couch and picked out the change and was like, yeah, let's go by the Oculus Rift <laughs> and so on. Um, I, I'm excited for virtual reality in gaming and in entertainment in general they've teased us with it for years um if if facebook wants to absorb the oculus and they they concentrate on gaming and they let the indie developers make their games and they create an environment where people can still have control over their own content and they don't try to monopolize the whole thing and set a whole bunch of rules and i don't get you know, animal cruelty photos in the corner <laughs> of my vision when I'm playing a game because right. somebody decided to post whatever bullshit on Facebook <laughs> that I don't want to read or, right. you know, no offense, but, you know, a thousand pictures of their kids. I yeah. just, you know, as for right now, um, I'm all right with it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be watching this whole thing pretty close just to see how it develops. Right. Absolutely. So. Rob seems unimpressed with VR yeah. gaming. Well, obviously, up until this point, we just haven't had true, true VR. Right. Uh, I mean, I still have red pains <laughs> thinking about Virtual Boy. And did you have one? I did. Yes, I did. Ooh. And the foam, I think after three days, that foam, no matter in what environment it would be in, stunk like the high heavens. <laughs> but uh, sweating into it? Oh, it's disgusting. And they had display units around, and people would just stick their face on it, and it's all gross and disgusting. I wouldn't do that. No, 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 no. Uh, But it's not just going to be gaming. Obviously, there's going to be other applications, so I don't know. And then then plus, just 3D movies alone make me dizzy. (laughs) So I'm sure 3D, I mean, uh, VR gaming is just going to be more of a headache to my eyes <laughs> but what if it's not though like what if it what if you put it on like because you you've never tried one yourself what if the technology is good enough that they would be able to pull it off and and all of a sudden like you you open your eyes and you're kratos running around in athens or whatever well, slaying then, gorgons of, of course i'm gonna want one then but <laughs> they're they're totally gonna have to prove it well that's the oh, thing yeah. that's the thing right the thing with uh that I, i'm thinking about it is I've yet to try Oculus. I'm going to PAX East in a couple of weeks, and I was assuming that it was going to be there because uh, it's been at most gaming shows, and I was really looking forward to trying it. VR to me, like, you know, I was reading about the Oculus, and I wasn't really interested in it. But the more uh, the more people that I trust um, online, the guys from IGN, Kotaku, all these guys, they all feel like uh, this is the next big thing. And a lot of them, like Colin Mori- uh, Moriarty from IGN, he went into this thing super skeptical. And I don't want this. I don't want this. Tried it. And he said, this is the next big thing in gaming. If Facebook is able to pump in the cash mm-hmm. to help this thing become that, then I'm all for it. I'm all for right. just them supporting it in a way that lets it get into the consumer's hands 
and lets us try it out. It may not be for everybody. Right. Some people do get nauseous. I'm sure I would be one of those people, but I'm excited to try it. Enough people have said this is a big deal. This is going to be the next big deal. Right. I mean, if it makes a difference between it coming out by a smaller company and being X amount of dollars more that I can't even afford one versus it being from Facebook and having, you know, being wanting it to get out to so many people, wanting it to be the new the new standard or at least the new hot thing that they can lower the price by a couple hundred dollars because, you know, manufacturing the system and everything, just they have more money to put behind it. Like even if even if they had to refund everybody's money from Kickstarter, let's say everyone pulled out, they still have two billion, probably two billion plus to get this thing done. Yeah. And a lot of people that a lot of powerful people that want to believe in the product and will dump, you know, a lot of money into it to, to secure its success. And let's think of it also this way. Competition is good. It's good that we have PS4 versus Xbox. They try and bring out the best in each other. So if we just had a, you know, an Oculus uh, versus a Morpheus and the Morpheus from Sony is getting all this cash pumped into it, you know, they're not going to build upon what they could if Oculus doesn't have the financial backing that they have now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see where these two companies go now that they're on, I would say, an evil financial backing playing uh, playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Competition is always good. Yeah. Yeah. Do we think and that then, uh, every game that comes out for it is going to be like Dark Souls Oculus? That would be something. <laughs> Uh, Bobby or or Rob? No, no, I'm good. one of you was going to say something. No, I think Rob was was going to chime in. No, I, w- I was just going to say that that um, once there is this competition and they're both on the market, then obviously the wins are going to go to whoever gets out and gets into the most houses. Then that's where right, the yeah. developers are going to go because mm-hmm. then you know once once they know who has what. They'll be making it for that system. Absolutely. Well, you figure both both have got, I guess, things to prove because in Sony's regard, Sony has the reputation for making a great product, but it's still it's a new, it's a new product. People are gonna be like the like it's like games that come out at launch mm-hmm. for a system that you know a year down the line they learn the tech and it's much better. Are the games gonna be good enough to sell the unit for Sony? Well, yeah. I mean, that's obviously what's going to happen. Uh, but the Morpheus being built around the PS4 specs is, you know, and them having the user base versus uh, the Oculus. Right now, to even run an Oculus on a PC, your PC needs to be absolutely insane. Yeah, it needs to be a beast. Oh, sure. So, th- I mean, that that's going to be that's going to be a big factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I guess um, in regard to Oculus for Facebook, you know, with people being so skeptical about the company behind it, they're going to have their end to prove because they're going to need to prove that they're going to let developers make what they want to make, that they're not going to stick their finger in everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, you know, those are our thoughts on uh, this whole Facebook Oculus Rift thing. I'm optimistic. Yeah. It's a wait and see thing. Mm -hmm. We just got to wait and hope Facebook stays out of it for the most part and then see what the end product is. And I I understand, like I understand the anger from people. Absolutely. I think a lot of it comes to the fact that they see Oculus as 
this little company that wanted to do this awesome thing yeah. and they were doing it on the, their own and they were going to release it and like it's so cool and it's so kind of not in the mainstream yet it's it's very it's very um indie to kind of like it um it's very exclusive and now all of a sudden like the least exclusive company that exists right the least cool company in the world right now to a lot of people just bought this thing so i understand that but i think that it's barely going to affect the people who want this thing you know i think that and facebook can bring some really cool stuff to it so indeed mm. all right so instead of talking about things that could be and might be mm. let's talk about things that are mm. um who wants to talk about the game first let's see justin why don't you uh we, we saw a little bit of awesome knots before but didn't really get to play with it very much why don't you tell us about that Awesome Knots is a three-on-three 2D MOBA. And for those unfamiliar with the term MOBA, it stands for Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. And I'm reading that off my phone because (laughs) I'm unfamiliar with Mm -hmm. MOBAs. Uh, They're they're generally games like uh, League of Legends Mm. and uh, Dota on the computer. And I am, as I was telling you guys before, I am god-awful at those games. Uh, the only so, PC game I play is Marvel Heroes. Yeah. Well, that's about me. I'm, I'm really awful with keyboard and mouse. Uh, I got introduced to Awesome Knots, I'd say about like three years ago. It came out uh, for PS3, and I think it was the free plus game at the time. And I didn't download it then, but a friend did. And he's like, you got you to play this game. So, of course, I missed the free time, and I ended up having to buy it, and it was a terrific decision. It was a lot of fun. Um, the game uh, was a little bit unbalanced, and uh, unfortunately, it was never updated for PS3. Uh, there's a PC version, and the PC version had uh, the balancing updates, new characters, new stages, but that never came to PS3. Thankfully, though, it just got released two weeks ago for PS4. It's about 15 bucks. I think if you have Plus, it's like 11 mm-hmm. And it's a uh, it's a three-on-three, and the point of the game is uh, it's a 2D platformer in a way, and you want to destroy the other team's base. And there are turrets and... Um, bots in your way and uh you just want to destroy the other team's base so it has about i'd say between 12 and 15 characters mm. each character uh the game is based as if it's a saturday morning cartoon in the 80s it has a yeah, rid- it had that feel to it it had a ridiculous theme song um all the characters are like like drawn like cartoons it's a super colorful game um each character i was saying there's about 12 to 15 uh they can be played in different ways. Uh, you can have a guy be a tank. You can have a guy uh, snipe. You can have a guy uh, be really quick. And so what the point is, you want to help your bots destroy the other team's turrets. Mm-hmm. And they'll, depending on the stage, there may be a few different ones. And you want to get into their base and destroy their base. The other opposing players want to come do the same to you. It is a terrific amount of fun. It has that Smash Brothers type feel where there's just craziness going on the screen and you're yelling at your friends. It's great. You can have three guys come over and play uh, split screen against um, computers, uh, against the AI. And the AI, if you choose, it can be extremely tough. So it's, it's smart? It's, yeah. You, you crank the AI up to the max difficulty, and you'll have a hard time. Hmm. It's, it, you're not just going to steamroll it. Uh, you can go online, and the online community is fun as well. Uh, it's, a, it's a really fun game. Let me ask you this. Um, you said there were 15 characters. About 12 to 15, yeah. Okay. I haven't counted, but... Okay. How much variety is there in the gameplay when choosing characters? Are they just skins for multiple sets, like classes? No, every class feels like 
a completely different thing. There, have you tried, there have you are tried them all? yeah, I've tried them all. There are healer classes. Um, like I said, like there's characters that are meant for uh, stealth. One of the characters uh, can go invisible. You're being attacked. You can go invisible, or you can choose to lay a trap and wait. The tank classes can, you know, really take on multiple enemies at a time. Uh, there are classes that's all about speed. Where you're not that powerful, but you can traverse the map faster than anybody else. Those so you are usually can, you, my guys. yeah, you can help in multiple places at one time. There, you could, your team could be attacking three different turrets or two different turrets, and you can jump up and down and help each one. Uh, each character can be played in different ways, which is nice, and they're all incredibly balanced. Like some some characters may be a little bit difficult to play as, but those characters can also be the most powerful once you get them down right. And they make it simple. In other MOBAs, you'll go into the match and there'll be option after option that you can buy. As you're playing the game and you're doing things, you're collecting coins automatically. Mm-hmm. And you could choose uh, before the match, you have about, uh, I'll say about like five to six different powers that could be mapped to the face buttons. Okay. And you pick the ones that you want, and some are bonuses like, um, oh, I can punch strong, or you know, you could choose to have your uh, your cooldown on your main attack. You could choose to be faster. Like you could pick all these things. Then when you go into the match, you, the money that you're getting, you're spending to increase whatever ability you have. So if you want your main attack, like your main attack to be, let's say, with a tank character, uh, a punch or a throw, you could choose to have that throw go further for the cooldown to be less. And then you're spending that money. The longer the match goes on, the more powerful you become. When the match ends, it's all gone. You start. You, everyone starts fresh the next round. Okay. And you could now swap things in and out as you're going. Like after the match is over, it is. It's a lot of fun. It definitely looks like an easy foray into MOBAs because it just seems so intimidating, like like Dota or League of Legends. To oh, jump League of Legends in. is insane. That, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, with the amount of characters and the community being as big as it is, um, Awesome Knots definitely feels like something that I could just sit down and and be relaxed and not, you know, stressed at the the keyboard and mouse it's a, and uh, and actually get into the basic MOBA. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's it's a nice. Uh, entry point because you're getting the basic idea if you ever did want to try those games later Hmm. you have the basic idea of oh okay i get this as the levels going as the games start and goes on i could buy these things to become more powerful oh the the point is to take out the other bases oh okay these are the bots uh that you got to take out they're all very similar uh from the at least the ones that i've played and this game you know even though it's on a 2d plane and those are you know 3d worlds it's uh you get the basic idea and when you're with, you need six friends to have a full room. That's not very hard to do. It's a cheap game. Like I said, if you have Plus and if you have PS4 and you don't have Plus, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> uh, it's about, I think, between maybe like 10, 10 to $12. It's a game I can't recommend more. It's just, it's a terrific amount of fun. I've said that a couple of different times, but it really is. Yeah. Uh, oh, Sorry, no, I was going to ask, you know, um, you said it's like a 2D MOBA, right? So... I, 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 and we said what a MOBA is. I don't know if people really. Uh, it's it's a tough thing to uh, concept to understand. I think even when even when you explain what the, the name means, because you know it's it's a game where like you said you have to kind of destroy the enemy base 
in, in the 3D MOBA, you have lanes, right? You have different lanes that a player is taking. You know, someone's tanking, someone's, you know, in the, in, you know, it's staying in mid to kind of play, you know, kind of defense a little bit, and people are staying back and all this other stuff. They're, 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 this is 2D, so you obviously don't have 3D levels. Is there, you're saying there's, like, actual levels up? Yes. Like, like uh, vertically? Yes. Okay. So there's multiple ways that you can get to the, to the base. Each way is going to eventually be blocked by one turret, and you get through that. There may be another turret five feet behind it and uh, it depends on the stage but it's a it's vertically is a great way to express the game you can go up you know you could drop down to the the a, a completely different part of the stage and there could be a battle going on down there like with one of the quicker characters you could drop in do yeah. a bunch of damage jump up go back up defend your turret then destroy some bots help your bots get to the turret and then help destroy it and move on so yeah there's multiple ways that you could go about the level it's not just yeah. you're on a how big are they because I like I I died right away. I I didn't see like anything. <laughs> uh, the stages they're um they're a decent size. I think the most turrets that uh, are in a stage is four, and that'll be like two up top, two on the bottom. So you don't have to take out all four. You can only take out two. A okay. match can end in ten minutes. Uh, a match with your friends can last for twenty. Wow. So it's it's how you play it. It's how you work together. It's uh. I'm going to say it again. It's fun. You should, you should all play it. Is there a community for it? Like if I bought it and I went online, am yeah, I going to get absolutely. into a room? And yeah. Have you met people online to play that you like playing with? Or you just stick with friends? I just stick with friends. I, I find that that's the most enjoyable way to play games is when you're playing with your friends. I have no friends. Well, you're my no, friend. It's, it's not, <laughs> not that I don't have any friends. I don't have any friends that actively play games at the same time that I do, let alone have the systems that I have. It's very frustrating. Well, here we are. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> so. <This> is... <laughs> maybe later. All right. <laughs> it's a. Uh... What's the kind of strategy to it? Because I, you know, I think I know in those other MOBAs, like the character you're playing, kind of the hero character, like you don't want him to die, right? If, if he dies, like it, it's it can hurt your team a lot. Um, is the, do characters respawn? Yep. Your, uh, how quickly are the respawns? You, the first time you die, it's about a second, and okay. then you're going to drop in a drop ship right back into the level, mm-hmm. and then which is good because that's where your ability to buy the icons is, is right at the beginning of the level, and okay. you could teleport there at any, at, at uh, any time. Okay. The more times you die, the longer the respawn. Oh, you could get up to twenty like at, at the end. You can get about uh, to about twenty seconds. Now, so don't forget, is- depending on the way that you play, your character could be slow. And it may take you even longer. If you have a quicker character, that's good because then you, if you die, all right, I died. Five seconds later, I'm back in the match and I can move quickly. But man, if you have one of the slower characters, it takes a while to move around. Yeah. Right. It can really, really hurt your team if you if you die late in that match and you have a 20 second cooldown and you're you know a, a big tank character and you have exactly. to run the back. Yeah. So I mean, that's one of the things that gets. I think that's what's so intimidating to people about stuff like League of Legends and Dota, which is that there's such fierce, fierce competition going on and there's not really a lot of primer when you when you jump in. So you deal with people being like absolutely furious at you. I tried to play League like a couple of times and it was just a very unenjoyable experience. I just uh, tried, um, what is it, Infinite Crisis on the PC? The and DC that's a MOBA, MOBA. the yeah. DC MOBA. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, I like to play video games. I like to think I'm good at video games. So... I mentioned before I'm I'm really bad with keyboard and mouse. I'm really bad with keyboard and mouse. I grew up as a console gamer, so I'm playing this and I'm just struggling to like 
walk correctly and use a ability and that yeah. community it's like you died it's like you are the worst person on earth you should go kill yourself well you noob and it's like i just started well that's what i find about i mean this is getting into a whole other this is probably a whole other show but uh online communities aren't always gaming communities aren't always welcoming if you don't have friends if you don't if you're not able to get in with a good group like i i tried wow when it first started uh. and yeah I tried to get in that. I think I lasted three days before I gave up because anything and everything that I did, all I had were people cursing at me, calling me names, you know, oh, you don't know this, you don't know that. And a lot of these games that they have their own language, like you mentioned League of Legends before. Um, I just watched a live stream of like a, an actual a gaming event. It was in an arena. There was money on the line, all this stuff. And these guys were going at it for it was at least 45 minutes or so. And it was, I was in a room with three of my friends that uh, they know, like they play League of Legends and they know the the language of it. So they're like, oh, look at his blood well and look at this, <laughs> look at that. And I'm standing there and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. It looks really cool, but yay. The man. barrier is so hard to get into those games. That's yeah. what's great about Awesome Knots. It's a simple game. There's four buttons you know, and then at the bottom of the screen, it's like, I don't remember what button does what. It's so simple. They yeah. lay it out for you. Your X button does this. Your mm -hmm. circle button does this triangle square. It's a simple game to get into. For for people who um, are scared of those type of games, of MOBA, of, of that entry point, they, this game makes it really simple to jump in, and it makes it really simple for you to have fun. Right. And that's what this game is all about. It's just about having fun. It's not a game to be taken seriously. One of the attacks, a guy lets out a big bull. I mean, <laughs> it's not like we're talking about, you know, crazy stuff here. So it's like, it's a little cartoony. They're almost it's, like Looney Tunes attacks. It's Yeah, it's ridiculous stuff. Like, there's a flying monkey with a jetpack. Nice. I yes. mean, if people get angry nice. at you in a game where there's a flying monkey with a jetpack, that's their problem. This is a game to just be enjoyed and to have fun with, not to, you know, get crazy with. I like it. I like it. I might, uh, it sounds, sounds nice. Because I always, I want to play, but... A lot of the, like I said, a lot of those communities, a lot of those games are very, very intimidating because you feel like if you, like I said, if you don't have a good group or you didn't get in when the getting was good, you're just going to wind up in a room with a bunch of people like at League of Legends. If you don't know what you're doing, people, A, they can, they can kick you. They can totally bust you out of the group. Yep. And if you stay within the group, they will just berate you for, for every little thing. Stay in your lane and rah, rah, rah. And I'm like, what is a lane? You're right. That <laughs> There's like, a... What are you talking about? You're supposed to heal. That's what you are. You're a healer. But I want to attack. You are not allowed. Get I, back there. I think this past week there was a documentary. Free to play. Yeah, free to play yeah. that they just threw on YouTube uh, mm -hmm. about an hour long. Uh, it follows a couple of uh, League of Legends players. Mm. You know, right. through a period of time, it's a serious thing. Yeah, oh, well, it's totally. like a sport. That's the thing yeah. about it. It's not like playing a video game. It's like being a part of a sport. So if you if you walked onto a football field, right. got into a football game, and didn't know any of the rules in a football game, yeah, people would be very angry at you. And yeah, that, the, and that's how this kind of is. These guys I watched the other day. I mean, they were a well-oiled machine, right? Yeah, you know, you mm -hmm. have to you have to try out. You have yeah. to do all these things. Yeah. And I, there was a new guy on the team, and I think mm. he'd only been in one game before that, and he ended up, you know, saving the group and, and bringing it home and the mm. whole bit, and, you know, it was a big deal. Yeah. It's super impressive to me. Yeah. I just don't know how to, you know, get into it. I don't know that I would ever want to 
play on that level with all that pressure. Well, not on that level, no, but I like know? to be able to play. It seems like people like really get into it. Yeah. You know, like you were talking about Awesome Knots and how much fun you're having with it. Like that's the kind of level you hear other people. And I hear that the new one that's coming out, the Blizzard one, mm-hmm. Heroes of the Storm, of the Storm yeah. Yeah. is apparently a lot more approachable. Mm. Uh, than than those other games, so that could be fun. Yeah, mo- like most Blizzard Blizzard games. So uh, yeah, I mean, Her- is Hearthstone free? It's officially out. Yeah, and it's free. Yeah, and it's amazing. Or what systems is that for? It's just for uh, it's for oh, PC and PC? Mac. PC and uh-huh. Mac. Yeah, I'm gonna have to grab like all their stuff. Uh, it's a thousand percent worth buying. Um, buying, buying sorry, just downloading. Downloading. It. Yeah. Well, even buying packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Matt and I, we've been playing it steadily every night, and. If you're into Magic the Gathering or you want to learn any, you know, TCG type game, uh, this is simple, easy. You'll get right in. Uh, Like we said, it's free to play. Uh, You could do daily quests. You could jump in the arena. You earn gold. You can earn gold to buy packs. You don't have to throw money in. Um, But yeah, they, they made... Just a nice, easy, simple approach to uh, a trading card game. And I really want this to come out in some tablet form. It's supposed to come to the iPad. It, it is, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's supposed to come to the iPad. I played, because I knew you had been playing it, so I played just through the tutorial like levels. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never played a CCG ever before in my life, so I didn't really have a, a you know, a, a thing, you know, a, an idea about it, but... Um, it was fun. You know, I, I lost the last tutorial battle and I was like, I'm just going to put it down because I could feel myself getting frustrated. Uh-huh. But I think it's a perfect kind of um, game to play when you're kind of, you have like a TV show on or like, you know, that that's somebody's watching a TV show in your house that you're not really into, but you know, you don't want to really commit to playing something too intensive. Mm-hmm. I sit there with my laptop on my lap and just kind of yeah. you know, mess around yeah. with it. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It looks really nice. You know, it, it has that blizzard polish to it right mm-hmm. which is yep. definitely cool and the and games games are nice and quick yeah. and it's got it's um the, oh you're still talking about hearthstone yeah yeah okay yeah hearthstone yeah all right yeah my, my brain is uh i'm still on that uh the heroes, heroes of the storm heroes of the storm yeah which has all the blizzard kind of like, so like diablo blizzard all-stars yeah Ooh, yeah yes. diablo can run like a unicorn <laughs> oh my god see that i think that i would definitely jump into mm-hmm. you know just to wet my whistle in in the format yeah, the problem is I have a Mac, right? So I I can't really play a ton of them. I can play all the Blizzard stuff because it comes out on everything, but I cannot play uh, anything else. So <laughs> it has to be released on a Mac. Um, I've got a question for Rob because uh, before I'm, I'm sure there's a, there's a few of us that want to share some Dark Souls stories. What is that uh, game? Yeah, I don't know I don't, what that game is. Uh, well, my 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 Dark Souls story will be will be brief, but uh, I actually want to hear. From Rob, um, what's up with you've been playing a lot of Bravely Default? Oh yeah, uh, well Bravely Default that that came out like a month and a half, two months ago at this point. Um, finally hit the finish mark, uh, and I logged in over a hundred hours, I believe, yeah. of of just grinding. Well, it's just it's it's such a great uh, role playing game. And it throws you right into the classic role-playing formula. Um, I mean, if like Final Fantasy IV is one of your favorite Final Fantasies, mm. then Bravely Default takes that and twists it into a modern-day RPG. Mm. You can speed up battles. You can 
turn random encounters off. Uh, you have just tons of different job classes to master and mix and match. And uh, the, the story was great and compelling. And, I mean, it had its moments, you could say, towards the end. It felt, felt a little flat. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, for for an RPG game, I it had everything I loved. And, yeah. Let me ask you this, because I, I struggled with this myself a little bit, because I'd played it not for 100-plus hours, um, maybe four or five hours, if, if at. Um, being able to turn off the random encounters... I found that every time that I was either had people that were dead in my party or were nearing death myself, that I would turn off the encounters and trek all the way back to town so I could sleep in the inn. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel at all that maybe it's, I mean, it's in the game, so they allow you to do it. So it's not cheating, but I felt dirty doing it. Well, no, that's the point that it's there. It, it does break the game in a way. I mean, you could turn up random encounters uh, and you could take one step and be in a battle and that that's what you do to grind. Um, I mean, I had all my characters level 99, all character classes maxed out. Seriously? You oh, have yeah. all night? Wow. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, honestly, you sit there, you watch a TV show and you could put battles on auto. You just twirl your finger in a circle on the on the circle <laughs> pad get into an encounter, touch one button at the end and rinse and repeat. Set and, and forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you become so overpowered that bosses die in a hit or two. And, you know, you get the story, but, mm-hmm. you know, at that point you did kind of break the game. Mm-hmm. But it's it's worth it. It's I can't fun. tell if you liked it or not. No, I love it. Okay. <laughs> I, I swear I loved it. Like I said, it's it's there to either take advantage of or, you know, you could just play through like a normal RPG. But with me, I want everything. I want everything top. I want the best weapons. So there are are certain instances where you have to do that to be able to, you know, get get to parts of the game where, you know, you need those weapons. Mm -hmm. So. Right. I mean, it looked cool. I mean, my problem is like the random encounter thing just does not not do it for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I get it. I know that it's, it's a very classic... It's trope frustrating. of the RPG, but I, I'm I, the one thing. My favorite things about RPGs now is that that doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. So this game looked very cool to me, and I think that it's very cool that it's basically a Final Fantasy game, um, not called Final Fantasy, but you know that it's it's there and you can play it if you love those games that don't exist mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, so it's cool to hear that it's awesome. I mean, what did you think of the story? Uh, the story was excellent like it is a final fantasy game without the name like you said it has the crystals it has you know wasn't well, all... like an unofficial sequel to crystal chronicles in a sense no not crystal chronicles um uh the four warriors of light oh, is, is okay. what it was technically a sequel to um it's it's hard to say that um where did my mind just go <sighs> It's it's worth playing. That, now I have that's, a pixie stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it has all the the Final Fantasy tropes in there, so it it's technically a Final Fantasy game without mm-hmm. being called Final Fantasy. Hmm. Right. Who's your favorite character? Because I know who mine is, and I've only been playing it for a little bit. Oh, pr- probably Ring a Bell. Yeah. Yeah. He's the man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. I haven't played a game on my 3DS since Zelda, so 
Well, your 3DS it, at your place is, is plugged in. It was mm. charging last night. Yeah. We were doing it's, talking It's always comics. charging. Mm-hmm. You never know when someone drives by and, and yeah. street passes <laughs> oh. you. It just sits on that thing. You think it would work for that far? Oh, I've, I've had that happen before. No. Oh, totally. totally. What? Either someone walking by my house or... Or something I've gotten random street. But can't you, isn't that like you could like burn out? Not, not your, anymore. No, no, that's I mean that's not they don't make batteries like that anymore. Oh, I'm gonna have to. That battery also dies so quickly that if you leave it like even on standby for too long, it just it's true dies. Um, so because unlike the DS, which the DS you could literally leave it closed for like three weeks and mm-hmm. open it, and you'd still have plenty of battery power to play a game. Mm-hmm. This just no, no way, no way. The Vita's pretty good. On standby. Yeah. I could leave the video on standby for a few days, come back to it, and be like, oh, crap, I didn't turn this thing off. Yeah. And it's still going. The thing about 3DS is it's constantly pinging. You can turn off the Wi-Fi and stuff, but yeah. it's constantly pinging for those street passes. So, it, it, it you know, it's, it's like, you know, leaving that on and, like, your phone leaving on, like, the Wi-Fi. When it's searching for Wi-Fi, it just kills the battery. As somebody who doesn't have a 3DS and mm. has heard many... Many a conversation about the 3DS. These street pass things sound like crack to you guys. They're awesome. Oh, it it's is. all people talk about is like, I went to Japan and got a thousand street passes, and I'm like, I don't yeah. know what that is. Well, uh-huh. well I, you just said you're going to PAX East. I yeah. mean, that, oh, the, yeah, the culture oh, of street it. passes uh, at yeah. cons like that. Yeah. Comic Con last huge. year. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't check it because it was exhausting mm. to do it. But I mean, every every five minutes, you could open up and find new people or run into the same person again yeah. and get bonuses and items and stuff from them and rate them and all mm-hmm. those things. But um, one of the cool things, one of the things that I love about Street Pass is when I get a new state or a new territory mm-hmm. on a new region mm-hmm. on the map, like on the, well, the world map, um, because my girlfriend lives in Canada and I, I travel a lot uh, to and from, I'm always in airports. So I always make sure to bring my 3DS and just I walk around the airport for like an hour, just, you know, with headphones dicking around and whatever. And I absorb all of these people. And I've actually on two separate trips have run into the same person hmm. uh, oh, that's at, in one instance. And I sent him I sent him a message and was like, you know, where are you flying to? Blah, blah, blah. And he got back to me and it was it was really it was weird, but it was really cool at the same time. Was like, what are the odds? It happened also in uh, in Penn Station. That happened as well. Wow. Some, somebody from Comic Con going home that night hmm. was on the train, and I sent him a message, and I was like, you "Go to NYCC." He's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I'm in train car, blah blah blah." I'm like, I'm like four <laughs> train cars away from you. That's funny. That's so awesome. uh, yeah, I used him to to help me do the uh, the me battles. Who defeated a an <laughs> armored knight or some something together? Got this one goddamn ghost that has a yellow shield, and I can't get anybody with a yellow effing shirt. <laughs> to enter to tree pass with Do me. Do you buy the cats? No, I didn't buy the cats. Oh, you gotta buy the cats. I'm not buying anything. What do you mean? <laughs> within with in-game coins. I don't have any in-game coins. Why not? Because I made the stupid mistake of at Comic-Con, I didn't realize that you had to play with those characters yeah. uh-huh. before you went to the gate the next time to add more people in. Uh-huh. So I got like 100 street passes and probably got to play with 10 of them. Yeah. Before yeah, I realized, yeah, yeah, I, I don't like mm-hmm. that. Before I realized that, I real. It's funny. It at Comic Con is when I realized that that was the situation. Yeah, and I was, I figured it out on the second day of Comic Con. But like I said, we're so busy mm. at the con that you can't be reaching into your back pocket every five minutes no. and going through tunnels, you know, defeating characters and such. Right. So uh, yeah, just uh, just absolutely insane. And uh, speaking of insane, oh mm. goodness, oh man. Uh, I'll go first. 
Okay. Because my 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 Dark Souls story for this week is very brief. Uh, I sat down to play the game the other night. I usually play Dark Souls with friends. Uh, decided to, to throw it on the other night. Uh, couldn't get to sleep. And the the thing about Dark Souls is that if you're trying to fall asleep, playing Dark Souls is not a good idea. Because no. the game can infuriate you and get your adrenaline going so much that it just it wakes you the hell up. So uh, I'm sitting in my bed the other night and I'm playing. I was stuck in the same damn spot for over an hour fighting the same damn things over. I just could not get my shit together. And, you know, for the most part, the game is scripted. So you know what you're going to run into. And even knowing what I was going to run into, it didn't help. (laughs) It didn't help at all because there was an enemy that uh, it was an area where I'm, I'm... going through this area and there are two dogs at the bottom and then there's a, a giant like oh, uh you're like, the, lo- the lost bestial yeah. yeah the lost yeah. bestial and there's like like hodor from uh yeah from game of thrones <laughs> yeah. is at, at the top with this long ass sickle mm. so two dogs down and then him at the top with a with an exploding barrel so get him you know run past him he swings the thing blows up of course it doesn't kill him because mm. that would be too nice so i gotta go and i gotta get him there's a dog in the alleyway to my right then there's another hoarder. I don't. He doesn't. I don't know if he has a name. So I'm just calling yeah, him yeah. hoarder. Is that that's the character's name? Yeah, right? Hodor's the name. Hodor. In, in okay. Game so of Thrones, there's, yeah. there's another hoarder over there. Another dog. So take care of them. And then you have to walk across this this you know fallen stone bridge type thing. And there is seven armored knights. Yeah, that's a bitch of an behind area. that iron door. <laughs> yeah. And holy shit, for for that hour, I they were just pouring out, pouring out mm. of that door. And I'm, um, you know, shields up, mm-hmm. get into that little area, and they fix it so that you can't. They make it very difficult to get back onto, like the the entranceway where you came from after you jump down into that little area. You can do it, but you don't have any time because they're on you, like flies on shit, like they are mm-hmm. there. And I took me over an hour and change to realize I'd forgotten this about Dark Souls, and I don't know why I forgot. But if you edge out of the door ever so slightly and catch their attention, you can kind of get them to filter through yeah, and you could take care of them like one or two other. at a time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so once, I, once I'd gotten that done, I was able to get two of them to come out, kill them, go into the area and get the rest of them to follow me into the new area. And it was a situation where there was like a set of stairs and I could get them to fall down. And of course, they have to get their bearings once they come down. So, of course, you just you slash them the minute that they land. And then I run up the stairs. Mm-hmm. They follow me, do it again and do it again and do it again until it was over. Made it through that. Got like two new items. Super, super psyched. Go in. Took care of like four more armored knights. And by that time, I was hot. So I didn't give yeah. a shit. Like, I was yeah. just like, yeah, come on, bring it, motherfucker. And I, yeah. I got them. And I see the mist, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't believe, after two hours almost of me trying to get just past that po- that point, you're going to throw more bosses at me. Mm-hmm. Ah, let's, you know what, let's go through the mist and, and see what's up. I go boss. in there, <laughs> and there's three. Yeah. There's not one, there isn't two, there's three. There's three, like, gold-plated, tall-ass knights with yeah. these long like lance blades. I don't even know what the mm. hell you'd call them. 
And the moment, the moment you walk through the mist, one of them just stabs you in the ass with their lance. And I'm like, you have got to be shitting me. So I died. And I'm like, well, you know what? Now I got your number. I'm totally, I'm, I'm going for it. And I made it all the way back. And I I thought it was just the one dude. And I got him. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, I was like, like you know, sipping on my Estes flask. Yeah. And as I'm doing that, this guy leaps up mm-hmm. onto the tiny platform that I was on after like, I was like, so I was like, why didn't, like, why didn't I get his soul? Let's yeah, go on. I didn't know they were down yeah. there. Yeah. And he just leaps up mm-hmm. and just right through my chest. Yeah. Dead. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, <laughs> and then the other guy leapt up and I was yeah. like, there's three of them. <laughs> and I, ha- I, li- I live alone, right? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm talking to the air. Yeah. There's no one around to hear my hilarious comments <laughs> about this game. My cat, my poor cat, every time that I go ballistic for Dark Souls, she tries to get comfortable, sit mm. on my lap and chill with me. And I'm always yelling at this game. So she freaks out, runs out of the room and just, you know, trepidatiously comes back in. She's mm. like, cool. Can I, like, can I go back to my spot? Yeah. You're not going to freak out? And uh, I mean, that's my Dark Souls story for the week. I didn't play it very much just because I had other games uh, to play at the time. PS3 uh, Network and PS4 Networks. There were some some free downloads that I had not grabbed yet. Decided to do that and tried those instead. But uh, I'll talk about one of those a little bit later. Um, Rob, why don't you regale us with some tales? Well, this, this is your first Souls this game. This is my first yeah. Souls game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I started out, uh, I had a friend in town who had played both the other soul games and, um, he was kind of getting me introduced into the dynamics and controls and what to expect. I mean, I already knew what to expect. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'd say I put about a good five or six hours in before I even got to the first boss, uh, the last guardian, the big mm-hmm. tree looking guy. Yeah. 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 Yes. Rips his arm off. Yeah. Uh, got to him and it probably took me about a good 20 times to, <laughs> to, to beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no effigies left. I had only two flasks at that point. Uh, any life gems? No life gems. Ooh. No, nothing. Yeah. You know, I had used them all up. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't mm. know how scarce things were going to be. Right. Um. So I made I made my way through, and it was, I believe, up to the second pursuer encounter, mm-hmm. and I just sat there and I I couldn't I couldn't do it. So I I was thinking to myself, and I was like, you know, I understand the mechanics now. I'm I'm just going to start over again. Mm. And, you know, yeah, at that point, I had probably put a good 20 hours into it. Um, So now I'm farming areas, basically. Mm -hmm. So So you started over again. Yeah, I I started over again. What kind of character are you playing? I'm playing the knight. Okay. That's what Um, I did, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a warrior. Warrior? Of course you are. (laughs) So um, I'm farming areas. I'll go in, kill eight or nine guys, run back to a bonfire, kill the same eight or nine guys back until they disappear. Mm -hmm. And I did it straight up to the tree guy. Uh, Took me two times. So two times went so much faster. And at this point, 
I was probably a good 14 levels over what I was when I quit my other character. So, mm-hmm. you know, now now I'm set. I'm in the mindset. Um, I'm back up to the same point. Uh, I'm probably later tonight. I'll I'll go back at the hmm. pursuer. And we'll see what happens. But now, like, I have four Estes flasks. I have uh, 30 life gems saved up. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling yeah. like hot shit. But yeah, it won't it, last. It won't last. I, I'm very careless with the life gems. I just, like, don't care. I'm just like, pop, <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Um, I, have, I, I have six Estes flasks now, so I feel like a baller, for okay. one thing. Okay. <laughs> so do you use gems over flasks? You know what? It depends on what I'm about to do. I tend to like to have the SS flask for the boss fights hmm. because I like because the life, you know, comes up quicker and the life gems yeah. are are a little bit of a bitch because you you pop them and then your life like slowly gets back up. So if you're taking yeah. damage, you're gonna probably die anyway. And then once you pop it, once you pop, you can't stop. Exactly. Once you pop, you can't stop. So <laughs> the Estus that flask, works naturally. Yeah, yes. the Estus flask. Um, you know, it takes I'm a little while like to that. to drink. But once you drink it, your life is like it, it flies back up. And the moment, Whoosh. the moment you have it like drunk, like even if you get hit, your life will go like and like go back That's up, uh-huh. um, which is what I, I like doing, especially in, in boss uh, encounters. Um, I was actually in the Lost Bastille as well. That's where I, I was hitting up this weekend, mm-hmm. and I kind of the same thing. You know, I it's funny because you get to this area and I just beat those three dudes. Th- oh, you beat them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the three is at the end of that, I guess. So okay. you just beat the uh, what's the guy? The um, oh, the hell, the guy that you beat in the ship. That's why. That's why I played. Um, the, the, by the wharf. The, 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 the no man's wharf. Yeah, okay. the boss in no man's wharf. It took me a bunch of times, but I did it. And I'm like, yeah. So you, I, I, I <laughs> you get so excited. And I, I ring the freaking bell on the ship. Like just the ship <laughs> takes off. I'm like, this is awesome. Like I felt like a badass for a second. You know, it's like the only moment you get to feel like a badass because you don't have to do anything. I, I'm like, I, can, I literally can't die right now. It's like a cutscene. You know, the, and the t- time when that happens is so rare in that game. So I get to the Lost Bastille, and it's like I see all the notes like bonfire head, bonfire head. I have like you know. 30,000 souls right now because I just beat the boss. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm like, and, I, and so this is the only time in Dark Souls where I play terrified, where I'm just like, I have the shield up and I'm like, I can't die. Where the hell is the bonfire? And I'm freaking out. And I'm, I'm walking up past all these jail cells and it says bonfire ahead. I'm like, where the hell is the bonfire? So I, I walk out, I walk out on this bridge. I'm like, oh, man, it can't go across the bridge because the, there's nothing. Maybe it's down here. And I go down, all of a sudden, freaking Hodor attacks me. Uh, Hodor. <laughs> but here's the thing I'm playing a big time strength build. So I got my strength way up. I've got my my decks high enough, and I've got like adaptability and stamina way up. So I got awesome poise. I I, I can block very well, um, and I got I got this badass sword. I got an awesome sword, like the the Drangleek sword uh-huh. or whatever. It's this giant sword. Nice. Um, I can't upgrade it because I need some Twinkling Titanite. But I, some I, what? I, I the Twinkling <laughs> Titanite. <laughs> I, I, I'll find it. Uh, so I take the guys out pretty quickly, and I take the dogs out. And I'm walking up, and I, I see the big barrel. You know, I'm like, okay, this guy's gonna definitely hit that barrel. So the first time you get to that staircase, he knocks the barrel down the stairs at you. It doesn't happen yeah. any other time. Yeah. So I, I knew it was gonna happen. So I saw it coming. I dodged, fine, I get up there, I kill that guy. I, I kill the dog. I kill it, and I, I, I go up into the. I kill all the both holders on the bridge. I go into. I'm like, oh, the bonfire must be in this tower. And so I'm like, there's no bonfire in this tower. Oh man. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And. I, and I had seen a little bit of a live stream from Lost Bastille, so I knew when I opened that door that I was going to be royally fucked. I knew, and I was like, there's no way there's no bonfire after the boss till now. There's just no way. 
So I'm like, I gotta go back. So I start backtracking, 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 and I'm walking through the jail cells. Also, I look to my right, and it's right there at an oh. open jail cell. But I, I got there. I cashed in all my souls. Oh, good. I okay. went back through. I was so scared. So Shit. then I get in the same encounter you did, right? Which I get into this this space where I'm trying to beat those guys. Yeah. And they just keep coming, you know. And I'm pretty. I'm really. I can beat them about. I can beat each one in about two hits. Yeah. But there's just there's so many of them. They gang up on. They you. gang up on you. So, Swarming. so I was like, you know what? Let me try to get it back to a, a place where I, I can kind of fight. So, and I kind of learned this little this little trick, which doesn't get all of them gone, but it gets a couple of them gone. If you draw them out and you run back across, and you can actually, you know, you have to walk across that kind of fallen rock to get on that platform. Right. But you can just walk off that platform onto the bridge below. And if you walk off and you kind of stand by the edge and wait for them to start walking off the bridge, if you move, their their inertia. Just makes them walk off the side of the bridge. Oh, See, that's remember that's what awesome. I told you about that grinding spot that I had yeah. in the last game, mm-hmm. where if I ran into the forest and I got like five dudes, like yeah. high level, yeah. and then you walk right to the edge of this cliff, mm-hmm. and they try to they try to come at you, yeah. and they just that one foot goes over, and then yeah. we yeah. So I got like two or three of them to die, and I got the rest of them then, but still I'm working. And so by the time I get to the boss, each time I'm at like no, I'm at no, I'm at one Estus flask, and I'm like. I can't do so. I go all the way back to the bonfire. I rest the bonfire. I cash in my souls. Everybody responds. And then I do it again. And it happens, it happens, it happens. And I'm like, I'm getting frustrated only because when I finally fight the boss, I, I get in and the same thing happens with Steve with having me. Um, I, I, I beat the first guy. And then the, the second guy jumps up and I'm fighting him and fighting him. And I did pretty well the first time. And then the second guy jumps up. I'm like, I got to jump down. And I'm moving around, moving around, and they finally beat me. I get back again. I do the same thing. And now I'm like, I'll jump down first. Let them come down to me. Mm-hmm. Now, with Dark Souls, you have to, you lock on to your enemies. It's a it's a nightmare in this boss fight because your your lock-on is continually switching, switching between the two enemies. Between, right. And I, I, like, I'm trying to block. I'm trying to block. And so I, I, the, I'm this other guy's coming at me, and I'm blocking. And the other guy jumps off the platform oh. and just stabs me in the back, and it's over. It's just, I'm done. Oh, man. I'm done. And I just started laughing because I just I was like I couldn't have done anything whatever, but I'm like I, there's got to be a better way to do this. I got to find a better way to get the boss fight. I don't want to play it 15 times until everybody disappears. Yeah. So there's there's and this is this little tip. This is a little secret I found. I felt like a baller when when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> I get through that point where you fight the first Hodor on the top of the bridge. The dogs <laughs> to your right in the alley. I walk over the dog. I kill the dog, and then there's like a there's like a break in the in the railing. Uh huh. And if you look up, you can see one of the knights, one of the shielded guys waiting for you in that room. Yeah. Uh-oh. You can shoot him if you want, but I was like, I don't have any arrows. And then I look down, and there's a win- There's an open window. And at this point, I had like 8,000 souls. So I'm like, I'm not going to do it now because I'm not going to lose these 8,000 souls. So I go back, I catch me, I level up, and I go back. And I'm, I'm standing there, and I go, you know what? I got no souls. I'm just going to try it. And I walked off the edge into that window it leads you to the below where all those guards are. You just go to the ladder, climb up the ladder, and you're in the boss hallway. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. And then there was no note on the ground. I was like, I don't know if anybody else figured this out, but I figured it out, and I feel <laughs> fucking awesome right now. So I, And I walked to the boss, and, of course, he beats me in, like, four seconds. Uh-huh. Did you go throw a note down? I did. I went back yes. and threw a note down. I was, and I, I love the way you can leave notes in Dark Souls because you can't write whatever you want. Uh-huh. So you have to yeah. write – you have to use their language. And I wrote um, – um, uh, fall, fall down. Therefore, shortcut. That's what I, that's what <laughs> that's I wrote. That's awesome. And um, and then I and then you know what? 
well, the thing I've learned about this game, especially kind of being an adult playing the game, I can think I love sinking time into it, and yeah. I love the grind of going through the levels and getting to the bosses, and that, and that surprise when you see the boss for the first time. But there's no way I'd ever finish Dark Souls two if I was like, I gotta beat the bosses by myself. I can't ever summon anybody. If I if I, I do like four or five times, if I can't beat them, yeah, I, I summon uh, another player to help me. Because mm-hmm. that's the cool thing about the game is you can summon players can leave summon signs down. Whoa. We got a little ding there. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> um, you can leave a summon sign down, and they can call Shit, you. It in- might happen again. <laughs> it's all right. You can call you into the game, and you can help them, and you can do the same thing with other players. So I called against those three guys. I was like, I need somebody else, because I need somebody to distract one of these other guys to help me. I, I summoned somebody in, and that time I beat the, those guys. I beat them, and I, I moved on. And again, again, I'm feeling like an effing baller. I'm like, ah, that's it. I'm so powerful. I'm killing these guys. And they, and they make you walk, after you beat this boss, they make uh. you walk down this hallway that is like, it's jail cells on each side, and it's, you, can't, you, can't, you, you can barely fit through it. And I'm like, something's going to happen. There's no way I'm walking through this, this thing. <laughs> you get up to jail, all of a sudden you hear like a grunt, oh, no. and then this guy like explodes, like fire all over you. <laughs> I, had, I had like 30,000 souls. My, level, my life was down to like, I could barely see the red. The dick hair. Yeah, the dick hair. The dick hair. That's what, that's what I call it. <laughs> I drank the Estes flask, and then I, the bonfire was right there, thankfully. And I get up, and I go through, and, the, and I see the, like these little guys who look like the guys you, you fight at the beginning of the game. You know, like these guys are easy. I go up to, and these nothing's ever these easy. little dickheads run up at you. They fall to the ground, and they just like explode like this yellow shit all uh. over you. And it takes down most of your life, and it also knocks you down. Oh. And I, I was like, I'm just like, I can't. I don't know. I felt so good, and now I feel so horrible. I, I'm getting palpitations just listening to you <laughs> yeah, guys. It's funny. Like I just, like I, this is my this is my doorway to Dark Souls. I like you don't Rob play doesn't Dark know. Souls. I've never played any of the Souls games. I Do said you this want last to play week. Dark Souls? The more I listen to you guys talk, I'm like, no, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is jumping into it for the first time. Uh, it's easily one of the hardest games I have ever played in my life. Ah, uh, it's just. It, like I'm eventually going to do it. I told the guys last week, we'll do a stream of me playing this for the yeah. first time. And I'm listening to you guys, and I'm like, all right, so I remember these three guys. If I run into these three guys, jump down here. And it's just like, those like little things that run at you would explode. I hate those things in games. I hate those things so much. So if I had to go through everything that Bobby just went through and then have that happen to me, I would throw a controller through a wall. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. The funny thing is, though, when I, when I was doing it, I was just, you go through so much in the game that I got to that point, and I was like, all right, like, and I and I got to it. You know what? I, I was I was getting impatient. It was near the end of when I was gonna stop playing. I was like, let me just see. I was just trying to like run through and see if I could find any items or anything like that. And I got to the point where there was like ten of these guys like just surrounding me. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just gonna die. Like, there's no way I could try to go down fighting, but I'm gonna die. But once you, the thing about the game is, once you just accept, you accept it. Yeah. You're gonna die a lot you just it starts to become just fun it just become like yeah, part of the game it is. it's comical you know yeah it does and there's moments definitely where you're really frustrated but there's also moments where i just laugh out loud because i'm like i can't believe that just happened well you're at such a you're at such a loss for, yeah. your, for yourself yeah we're like instead of just instead of being heartbroken you're just kind of like yeah yeah of course exactly or or you just you get that almost like that maniacal cackle where you just yeah, yeah, exactly. I do. I I feel yeah. like I'm going insane. Yeah. Exactly. And what I love about those the emergence of the game is is what's fantastic. This discovery of the game, like in No Man's Wharf, which is so far one of my favorite areas of the game. It's this cool pirate ship in the middle, and 
it's, the, it's the first time where you really fight Arr. like any sort of like um, um any sort of enemies that react to the environment so they're like these like weird like spider kind of monster things oh the things that walk on two hands yeah they walk on two hands yeah. they they're terrified of light though so if you have a torch with you you can light a torch and you can and they'll back up you know like I still like, have not lit a torch like they're vampires yet. oh you need to absolutely yes. there's some things there's some like secrets you can unlock by using the torches Ooh. um so but so they back up and so i would take a torch and i'd walk up and they they'd crowd back and then i'd, I'd take them out um they will fight for their lives, though. So if you end up hitting them, they will then forget about it. They're like, I don't care about this light. I'm just going to attack you. <laughs> uh, but there's a really cool thing. There are these things in the game called Pharos Stones, which like start contraptions, lead to secret doors, stuff like that. I, I had one in my inventory, and I used one to find that ring, that awesome ring that like reloads your stamina. Yeah, quicker. That, that was yeah. Uh, what's that? It's, right in the soldier's keep area. Yeah. Um, the only thing I found is like the blight ring. No, the ring of clothropy or something. It's in the room that has like the four or five big arrow launchers. Yeah. 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 And you go down the ladder, and there's a place where you could use a stone. Yeah. There's like a face in the wall, and it opens up <laughs> a yeah. secret wall that you hit, yeah. and yeah, that was there's a, a chest behind there. Yeah. That was another thing. I walked into a room. And I'd I'd heard it's funny I oh you heard the clicks I heard the click <laughs> I heard the click I ran in and I ran out the first time mm-hmm. and I heard shit go off yeah but I didn't see it so mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell it was yeah and of course I died yeah so I you know reset and I'm going back I'm like I want to know what the hell was in that room what's mm-hmm. up and so instead of just running in and running out like I did the last time mm-hmm. I decided to run in and stay in there and and just scope it out yeah and I got like five ballistas yeah. right in the chest. <laughs> and awesome. I just, it was one of those things where you couldn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. Like you just, there were no words. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, smacked my, my, my hand down on my knees and I was like, well, yeah, that's what you get, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Absolutely. You're a stupid, stupid <laughs> man. But I was running around no man's wharf and I had another one of these stones and I just, I was like running around. I was having a tough time in the, for some reason, this run through. And I ran to like onto this blue balcony and there was one of those faces in the ground. And I was Ooh, like, that's creepy. Yeah, and I was like, I wonder, like, oh, this is going to lock a door. I'll get an item. And I, and this is kind of a really dark area, No Man's Wharf. I put the stone in the ground, and the, like, oh, every the, like the, torch oh, and sconce in the entire man. place just lit up. And all of a sudden, you hear all of those monsters going like, kah, kah. and so when you play through it, they're all cowering already. And it makes the level way easier. And But that's something they don't tell you it. You, you, there's no leading to it. They don't tell you, you anything. You just have to find it. Yeah, yeah. they don't tell you yeah, anything like, at all. Apparently, there are these things called illusionary walls that if you go up into it and hit X, they just open. But they just look like pieces of wall. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Really? You you really do have to read any note you come by yeah. because yeah, it's that, so crazy. that's it's what like happens. It's like the walls in Labyrinth. When she first yeah. figures out how to make the turn. It's like Doom, right? When you go up to the walls in Doom and they would open when you would hit like a certain thing. Uh-huh. But I mean, we could talk about Dark Souls for eight yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah. We're actually, uh, we're, we're running in. Let me, when you're doing the Talking Comics podcast, yeah. do you have to watch the levels as much as I'm trying to watch them now? Yeah, uh, not anymore because we have, uh, we've kind of done it so many times. So okay. I kind of know where all you guys are going to be at all times. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm learning. Yeah, you'll learn. I'm learning. <laughs> you'll find the spots too. You'll find it like, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed yeah. to be. And then it'll be fine. Just, uh. Learning how to learning how to work the board and host a show, folks. Yeah. So, <laughs> apologize if there are any spikes or whatnot. We're working on it. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, yeah let's let's move let's move on. Do we want to? I mean, we only had two rounds worth of tower falls. Do we want to save our tower fall conversation for next yeah, time? Yeah, I think we talked enough about it. I think we need to talk about infamous. Yeah. Yeah. We need to talk about infamous. Yeah. All right, let's talk about it. The main the main event, and then I maybe uh, maybe gets to to some uh, listener questions before we get out of here. 
Um, let's talk. All right. Who? All right. To give you a little, uh, we had a, we actually had a tweet come in, um, a request rather that uh, when we're talking about games, to give like a brief summary of what the game is, what platform it's on, and so forth. And I think it's a really great idea. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to give the quick um, idea of what what Dark Souls is about? <laughs> I think people just got it's impossible. To- <laughs> yeah, it's really it's impossible. Dar- you die. Dark Souls yeah. is survival horror meets like. RPG fantasy. Yeah. I meant the story actually. Death. I don't I don't even know what <laughs> the hell neither. the story is. Me I don't neither. honestly I don't care. Yeah, I know. I really don't care. Yeah, that, that game's all about the gameplay for me. You ended up in a land where you must fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen it. I, you know what? No, I do know a little bit of the story, but I'm not going to I don't think people need to know. It's no. not I was just kidding. I it's, was just kidding. It's completely inconsequential yeah. to enjoying the game. Let's talk about Infamous. All right. Infamous um for those uh, that don't know what Infamous is, Infamous is a PS4 exclusive. Uh, it is an action adventure game, kind of an action adventure superpower game. Uh, you play, I got to get this guy's name right because I tweeted out the name wrong like four times. Delson? Delson. Yeah. You are Delson Rowe. Delson Rowe is part of, uh, is he Native American? Because he's part of a they tribe. Lean, yeah, they, of a tribe. yeah, they're definitely leaning that way. Okay. Yeah. So he's part of a tribe and uh, takes place after the events of Infamous 1 and 2 and uh, the, uh, oh, I can't remember, the Conduits. Conduits have all been, uh, Conduits are these people that are basically, they're imbued with uh, superpowers, super beings. They kind of ran amok, screwed everything up for everybody. The world's kind of in turmoil and looking to rebuild itself. And uh, this woman by the name of Augustine has taken it upon herself to build an army and round them all up and uh, eventually put them to death to, to kind of, you know, get things right within the world. Uh, and they're they're feared by pretty much everyone that isn't a conduit. And so you have Delson Rowe, who is traveling with his brother, who happens to be a cop. And there is a bus accident during a during a prisoner transport there's a breakout and delson and his brother help me with the name is it richard i don't remember his brother's name i believe it's richard either richard or no it's not roger it's got to be i'm gonna call him richard okay (laughs) um and uh they get you know of course they're conveniently they're there and they go to check for survivors and delson ends up picking one of them up off the ground i believe his name was hank and uh, if you touch one of these conduits, you have the ability to gain whatever power that they're imbued with. So he gains the power of smoke at the beginning of this mm-hmm. game and finds out that now now he's one of these conduits. Now he's one of these outlaws and one of these people with powers. And it immediately creates this rift between him and his brother. They grew up together and his brother on the side of the law is having major problems with his brother now being one of these, you know, people that can do these things because now he's got a brother that is essentially labeled uh, a criminal. Reggie. There you go. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> You're welcome. Reggie. Um, what was I calling him? Richard? Richard. It's uh, close. Yeah. I tried. It, was, it started with an R. There yeah. you go. It's all good. People can't yeah. yell at me now. I mean, I don't think we want to get too detail-heavy on the plot. Okay. You know, I mean, I think the point, like, the thing is, like, he is... Um, this thing happens to him. Something really bad happens to somebody in his tribe. Yeah. And he wants to fix it. Right. And the only way to fix it is to confront this woman, Augustine. Augustine has the power that he needs to reverse yeah. uh, this this thing that's happened to his people yeah. that's going on. And he is looking to, he makes a promise. 
And in order to deliver on that promise, he needs to track down this woman, Augustine, and therefore get tied up in this war that is now happening now that the conduits have, that they're out once mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Um. So everything that they've rebuilt kind of is in jeopardy once again. Mm-hmm. And Delson is, you know, running around doing various, various things. Lots of cool things for that matter. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I guess we'll go, we'll go with general impressions. I, um, I've beaten the game. Uh, I hundred percented it. Um, doing the evil karma playthrough, uh, knowing that Justin and Bobby uh, had gone with the uh, the good karma. I would just like to state for the fact I would have gone good uh, if it were not for the sake of the show because I always go hero in the beginning. I think a lot of people do that, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to you know for the sake of variety, do the the bad karma playthrough and uh, general impressions. I enjoyed the shit out of this game a lot um i won't spoil anything we're gonna we're not gonna do spoilers a lot of people haven't played the game or they're playing it and are not very far uh just so you guys know we're not gonna go into major spoilers we are going to talk about gameplay mechanics we are going to talk about several key points of the game but we will do our best not to ruin anything for you story-wise or just you know really really highlights of the game try to pull back from those a little bit but um, I would just say that I, at the end, the end from from the evil karma playthrough, the ending of the game, the last two hours was so satisfying story wise. Mm-hmm. I, I, I loved it. Everything leading up to the final battle, to the moments afterwards, kind of the epilogue of the story, as if the, the final battle wasn't glorious enough the final moments that followed were so cool. And the song that kicks in during the end credits, I I had a huge smile on my face because mm-hmm. it was perfect. Now, I don't know if that stuff changes. I doubt that the song at the, at the end changes. Right. Um, but being evil and going through the game as an, as an evil character was really interesting, especially doing it right off the bat, because you make some really, really nasty choices. Mm-hmm. Let me and, ask you. Let me ask you something. Let me jump in. Yeah, I've heard before. Now I'm playing from the good side, and even playing from the good side, this seems strange to me. The character um, Delson, when choosing the evil choices, did it seem like it was way out of character for him to have made that choice? Make the choice. Like, say, like, you have a choice where you get the, the point where I L2 to do a good choice, right. R2 to do a bad choice. Did the choices seem while you were making the, the evil ones like they were out of line with everything else that the character was doing in the cutscenes? Uh, honestly, no. Um, and I say that because Delson, when he, when he first gets his power, he's really into it. He's really into it. He's he's enjoying. He's freaked out, of course. I mean, if you if you know, one minute you're walking around, the next minute you're kind of teleporting. You're turning into smoke and teleporting everywhere. But once he kind of gains control of that power, uh, he relishes it a little bit. He's curious about it, and I think that there is for conduits. I think that there's this ingrained uh, wanting for more power. Like the first thing for me anyway, in the evil playthrough, the first thing he wanted once he found out that he could go to these, to these machines, these cores to gain new powers, he was all about it. And 
I think it was it might be a little bit odd for him to choose the the evil or the negative, but I think the the wanting to have more power and explore those powers, the way they set it up throughout the game is that overrides his ability to make the best decisions for for everyone. So like on the evil playthrough, he becomes like an addict almost to the powers. Like got to right. got to have more, got to have more no matter what. Well, they set him up as as kind of this you know, this bad boy, this outsider, even though he's a part of this tribe, he's a, you know, he's a young dude. He's got to be what, like in his mid twenties? If that. If that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And he's kind of, you know, he thinks he's kind of a badass. He's, he, you know, goes against the grain and he hates the man and all of those things. So with that already set up, I could see him going either way because you have the good side, which I guess would be loyalty to your people and wanting to do the right thing versus like getting gaining your power and then the person that you're closest to being his brother starts to refer to him as a freak starts to you know tell him that it's a it's a you know it's a mistake it's wrong we got to get these powers out of you and he's like I'm your brother I'm still your brother I might be powered up now but I'm still Delson Rowe and you know that that anger towards his attitude I think it it mirrors a lot of of the state of the city and and the idea that these this augustine woman is bearing down on these people they're still people so he's kind of fighting for the little guy mm-hmm. and that that fire that's already in him is just stoked even more by the circumstances and he wants he wants conduits to be able to live with you know the normals so to speak and the choices that you make in the evil playthrough throughout the game reflect that a great deal um one more thing i think it's really interesting that i mean i felt like crap for doing the evil playthrough the (laughs) the choices that you have to make especially the first one the first one's super harsh you know you could see that right off the beginning it's like oh yeah yeah. what happens when you pick the good thing is still super harsh you just don't do it right you know yeah but i mean by the end of the, I, I'm so I'm so stoked to do the good playthrough because I want to see what the differences are, having seen the whole story. Because it's got to be, they've got to have completely different cutscenes. It's got to be drastic because by the end of the game, I mean you are the villain, right? And and you never intended through everything, all of his choices, and everything that he did, he never intended to do that. He wanted to still, he still remembered his promise. But by that time, in so many people's eyes, it was just, it was way too late. Right. Yeah. I mean, Infamous is interesting, right? Because I love the first two games. I think they're, I think they're great. Um, I think the least interesting thing about Infamous has always been the good and bad choices to me because yeah. they're always so binary. It's always like, save a kitten or murder an entire family. What are you going <laughs> to choose? You know, it's like, there's no gray area. There's no like, you know, this is sort of, this could be good. This could be bad, you know, and, and you end up, there's really no benefit in infamous system wise to playing it down the middle, mm-hmm. right? If you're either go all good or all bad, because if you don't, you know, you're not really, you're not, you're not upping levels. You're not, you know, they're, they're, you're going to be stuck in some weird middle ground. So you either go all the way one way or all the way the other way. Um, I think that kind of carries over here. Uh, I think the game looks absolutely gorgeous. It's, oh, yeah. It's amazing looking. Um, Wait till you see the last boss. I, I'm excited. I mean, you want evidence that the PS4 can can really just blow your mind graphically? Mm-hmm. That final boss is 
nuts. Yeah. Nuts. I'm, and it runs smooth as silk. Mm. No hiccups. I mean, that whoa. neon power is amazing. Once you see that neon power for the first time. Oh, absolutely. That's the time where you're like, whoa. Yeah. I've never used the PS4 share option. And oh, yeah. There's a yeah, part, that was my first time, too. There's a part where um, the neon power is one of the powers that Sucker Punch wanted to show. And uh, the first time you ever really encounter it, and you'll know when you get there, I see this uh this scene playing out in front of me and they kind of want to surprise you with it because they put you in, in like you have to run down an alley and uh you're making lefts and rights you can't get like they want you to run this way so when you turn the corner and see what they want you to see mm-hmm. it was the most beautiful thing i've seen <laughs> on a console ever the colors everything are you I don't talking wanna... about that little alleyway yeah the yeah. little alleyway yeah. and i was like i have to share this with everybody on my feed like <laughs> this is amazing looking beautiful. and so yeah. i tweeted it out it's a terrific little part of the game yeah the game looks amazing and i think it runs very very smooth <clears throat> the facial animations are awesome all the acting is great i think in, in the game as well the articulation in the yeah. faces during i mean like they, they, they're still called cutscenes, but mm. it's in-game graphics yeah. i mean especially i loved i mean a lot of it was great but my personal favorite stuff um cutscene wise are the conversations between Augustine and Delson. Yeah. That first encounter when they're outside of the compound, Mm -hmm. Augustine in particular, she was, I mean, it was like, um, who's that? Oh man. I can't remember the actress's name, but it just, the, her, the look when she rolls her eyes, when there's like, you know, and stuff like that, the way that cheeks moved Mm -hmm. and the, everything about, the Arctic, I've never seen that level of detail. That was that was the kind of stuff that they promised us when they were showing off some of what, what the PS4 can do. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I mean, look, it, it's it's amazing to look at. I think that it's damn fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's funny. When I first opened, uh, I first got into it, first opened it up, and they first kind of let you loose in the open world, it looks so good that I didn't, feel like it was an open world at first you know i had that kind of like this is a third person action game I'm supposed to walk down the street and do this thing and i was like wait no i can go anywhere i want and it's all gonna look this good so that was mm-hmm. that was that was a really next generation moment for me um i will say there are a few things that i i don't like about the game yeah tell us about that because i i do want to i want to make sure that that on this podcast that we do mention some of the negative or some yeah. of what we didn't like because it's so easy to get excited and, and just praise the shit out of something. So tell what is you what is because I have things too. Yeah. So Me first, as well. first of all, right off the bat, the fact that the first thing they make you do is that ridiculously stupid turn the controller on its side, shake it up, and spray paint. Oh, I see. That was one of my favorite little mini games. See, I loved I, it. My problem is it takes so goddamn long to do it. I don't yep. need. I don't. Um, it takes like forty seconds to yeah. do it, and. I, I, don't, I wish there was the option that you can either spray paint with your thing or you can hit a button and it will just do it because the art was cool. I liked the finished product. And I mm-hmm. liked the idea of it, but doing it, I had no fun doing it at uh, all. See, I loved it. I was like, I want to be out jumping around and shooting powers. I don't want to be shooting a spray can into the, into the wall. Um, so that was, it was a big hangout for me. I just didn't, I, I avoided those. I couldn't stand the chase side missions. missions. All chase missions are horrible in every game. In every game. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Don't make me chase Ugh. somebody. Don't make me have not to be seen by somebody. And protect. Protection missions yeah, are the worst. Those three are the worst. <laughs> and they're in every open world game in the world. So that's a but. I also found that there are definitely times in some of the enemy encounters where I like the idea of you're fighting people with other powers because it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Earthbenders versus Firebenders at points. You know, it's like Avatar yeah. at, at points. 
But there were times where, I, especially there was a mission on these docks when you're with um, Fetch, Fetch, where you have to mark these. If you're doing the good playthrough, you have to mark these ho- only the houses that are you know um, drug dealers are in them, and you have to let mm-hmm. out like the 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 women of the night that are in these <laughs> in, in these drug dealers' houses. Ladies of the evening, and. Especially when you're playing, you know, good. You're supposed to not do headshots. You're supposed to do foot shots, which I think is a cool idea. Yeah. It's actually harder to play through the game as a good character because you're you're not. It's there's no easy way, you know, which I think is awesome. But in that encounter, especially, it's kind of a microcosm of my issue with the game is that I got into this encounter and I felt like everywhere I went, I was being shot by someone or there was a grenade being thrown at me. And no matter where I was, no matter where I was hiding, the moment I peeked my head out from a house, the most amazingly accurate shooters in the entire world. <laughs> and Infamous has always had this problem. In the first two as well, I felt like I was on a, a three city blocks away and somebody was shooting me with a machine gun from a rooftop. About the turret guns that come on uh, those <clears throat> cars? Yeah, and the cars, yeah, all those that stuff. Those are brutal. But, and that's, I just felt like there was no way to get away. And I felt like I wasn't dying because I was playing badly. I was dying because there was nothing for me to do. I just had to kind of like slog my way through until I could I had to I had to go in, shoot a little bit, run away, go in, shoot a little bit, run away. And to me, that doesn't make me feel like a superhero. That makes me feel like like I'm not playing Dark Souls, right? I'm playing Infamous. I'm supposed to be a superhero who's pretty badass. And if I need to be strategic, that's fine. But you have to give me a fair scenario. Um and those scenarios I I, I just didn't like. Um but other than that, those are nitpicks. I mean I still played the game for like, you know, three hour bursts at a time, mm-hmm. loving and having so much fun and wanting to run around the city. And once you get that neon power and you can just run up walls and everything, mm-hmm. it really opens it up. But, and some of the, the couple of boss battles, I was, the, the boss battle against Fetch, I want, I, I was so frustrated. Oh, that one sucked. For most of it. I didn't like that one. Because she was shooting me with like a sniper rifle, you know, I, I didn't know where she was coming from. I had to drain these signs. So there are some issues, and like I don't want to sound like a negative in the game because I really did like the game a lot, and I'm liking it a lot, and it's awesome to play through it. It's got that great sucker punch, you know, jumping from building to building. Mm. The platforming feels awesome when you're when you're in a fight where your powers are working. Feels great, and all the acting is great. I just those little things just they bothered me. Let me just reassure you: you have two boss battles in particular mm. towards the end of the game that are fantastic, mm. just absolutely. I had so much fun. Cool. Like some of the coolest boss battles that I've I've played in a while. Rob, what's up? Now has has anyone here been to Seattle? No, I have no, not. No, yet. no one has. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Like from someone that has I'm, actually been to Seattle, like just the oh, layout. Yeah, yeah. The game takes place in Seattle, so mm-hmm. you're wondering. Yeah, like, well, the Space Needle is there. It's one of the first places that you go. Yeah, which Do you know awesome. what's a, a cool little feature about this game? Since Sucker Punch is located in Seattle. There are local businesses in that game. Yeah, mm. that's what I'm they saying. Walked, yeah. They walked around and would, you know went to these businesses and were like, "Can we use? Yeah, can we use your store?" In Have the you game? seen the sub pop on the side of the buildings? Like no. sub pop making, uh, oh, what the hell was it? Making shitty bands sound great since 1980 <laughs> something, like something to that effect. Right. I I laughed my ass off the first mm. time I saw it. But Justin, what did you think of the game? Just like you, I like. I really like the game. I enjoy it. There are a few issues I have. What I like about it, it I like that it takes place seven years after the events of Infamous 2. Mm-hmm. And this game, I mean, the guys who made this game really like the X-Men. Yes. Because yes. conduits are mutants. Mm-hmm. They're treated like mutants if you read yeah. X-Men comics. And that that's neat. Um, it is 
as Bobby said, it is the most gorgeous game that's on any console right now. It is. There are moments you just want to stop there. You want to just stop and yeah. look. And I think it's neat that there are, like I said, local businesses in there. It makes you really feel like you're in Seattle. Um, here's what I don't like about the game. It has a completely, to me, a completely different feeling at times than the first two games. In the first two games, uh, it felt like Cole was quick. Like he was, he just moved. I feel like he moved faster. His parkour abilities were a lot better than Delson's. Like if you try climbing up a building, uh, uh, you can't. Like climbing's so, always looked like shit in these games, though. It still looks like shit. Yes, it it looks that way, but it worked better in the other games. Yeah. You could get up the building quicker. With Delson, if you try par- like the parkour stuff, it does not really well, work at all. No. They want you to use the, the smoke power to get up the vents and stuff like that. There's there's a power coming that you guys have yet to gain that, that will no longer be a problem. Yeah, well, I mean, Even with Neon, it's not a problem where you just no, run up Neon, the side yeah, of the with, building. When you yeah. get to Neon. But that first, when you're first getting in there, you're like, man, I feel like I, it felt like a little bit clunky to me in a way. Yeah. Well, with the, I mean, the, just the anim- I, I mean, we were talking about animation and articulation. The animation for climbing buildings in Infamous has never been good, but it is particularly not good yeah. in this one, where when if you decide, should you decide to climb up a wall, the way that you jump and, you know, you don't even grab. You yeah. just kind of like hop up in the same position that it, it doesn't look in any way that you're holding on to a damn thing and you're going up the sides of these buildings um but like i said they do eventually you do unlock a power that it's it's no longer necessary to do that but it's still and sometimes when you're standing on an edge um one of the things i noticed his ankle will give out and hmm. his whole foot will turn sideways and it happens all the time if you're playing look for it hmm. there's times where i've gotten stuck in walls okay. and had to actually re- like you know quit go back to the oh, main wow, menu really? come back I I, that, that, that happened to me about three times so far um the main thing that i have a problem with is that this game doesn't feel like infamous it feels like far cry with powers and i mean that because in the other games you get the map of, of empire city and numeray and it would all be grayed out and everything and you would see like a little yellow circle you go to it that area would be clear mm-hmm. in this game uh you go and there's a uh, what do they call it in Far Cry? Um, the towers. Yeah, there there be towers. The radio there, towers. Uh, there would be a, like a a garrison. That's the word I'm looking for. A garrison that the enemy controls. You go to the garrison. You take it out, and now that area is opened up, and there'll be side side quests in that area. Mm-hmm. Wash, rinse, repeat, over and over and over, and that's Far Cry, and that's infamous now. Mm-hmm. Every area that I've been to, I'm about 50% into the game, so yeah. um, I just I just opened up a new part of the map. But I had to do that same step, get into the garrison, destroy destroy what you have to destroy, yeah. side missions, the same side missions open in every part. At least in the other games, there was variety. Like, oh, you have to like carry these things from here to there, but they would they, like, they'd mix it up a bit. Like right. You would be doing the same thing, but not in the same way. But mm-hmm. in this game, it feels like I'm doing the same things over and over. Yeah, it is. It over. is very copy and paste. In, yeah. In that. yeah, it definitely feels like it. Almost feels like a launch game, right? Like, I mean, it looks beautiful, but like there, there, there is less content in the game than is in the other Infamous games. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think the Infamous games have ever been amazing at at side missions, but mm. Infamous Two. And Infamous One have a lot of side missions, and they have a, there's at least some variety. Yeah. To what you're doing. I mean, they have a lot of repeat. You have to trade those security cameras. You have to find those bugs on the on the, on the side of buildings in, in Infamous Two. But 
I feel like there is definitely more um, variety there. And but I mean I don't, I don't I'm not upset about that. I, I don't feel like I'm not getting my money's worth in this game. Right. But there was stuff in Infamous Two as well though where you were kind of like knocking down like you were you were you were winning districts. Yeah. Just like you're doing in Infamous Second Son. It just feels like the way that you're doing it is different. Uh, in Second Son, it's like to definitely clear out. The first thing you want to do is go to this garrison that they're all protecting, and there's going to be a big battle there. And then from there, it's like okay, well to take the complete control of the territory. Let me destroy a camera. Let me go find a secret agent. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the other one. Let me uh, find a, a voice recorder. Uh, let me collect all the blast shards. Destroy the checkpoint. Yeah. And in the previous games, the it was, <laughs> it was you know, carry this from here to there. But, like, the way that it was structured, like, it, it didn't feel so – it didn't feel so structured. It felt like, all right, I could just go around, do whatever I want. I could open up this part of the map, this part of the map, this part of the map, jump around. Um and this one, it feels like they want you to do it in a certain way, and it's it, it just yeah. feels it might it might not be this just might be my interpretation, but it feels so much more repetitive. Well, I mean, it is because I I fell into I hundred percent of the game. I went through every territory, you know, all knocked it all the way down to zero percent. But it's like you said, it was you know take out take out the core, grab the shards. Um, which, thank you, by the way, one thing positive I do want to say is that they actually put the shards on the map this time, and you don't have to do that but radial... But I, I like searching for them. I, I, oh, oh, I no, love that no. stuff. It's like, oh, there's one over there. I I'm still go have three shards from the first Infamous. I have 98% <laughs> on my on my profile because of three stupid shards. I would have to go and look up a fucking YouTube video of where they are and mm. systematically seek out every damn one. I'm not doing that. I, I, I don't blame you. There's a disease that I have that just like, oh, it's something shiny. I need to go collect it. Like, I love those things. Like, in Crackdown on uh, on Xbox, oh, Crackdown. those ability orbs or whatever. All it's like, orbs. I had to get all the orbs. And I walked mm-hmm. up and what down. What about the money in Kingdom Hearts when it spills out? I've never played Kingdom Hearts. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. I know. I know. It's uh, it's on my list. No, we're good. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to make lists. I, I said that last time. We are going to do that. But I do agree with you. I'm glad the Blast Shards are on the map. Um, yeah. I, I do wish they were set up more like in the other games where they were placed. Because I like, like, climbing the top of buildings and finding them. Like, the shooting down those little, like, helicopter things is not annoying. fun to no. me. I hate, like, seeing it on the map. Yeah. Going to it and then finding out that it's like two blocks over because yeah. it moved. Yeah, that's a bother me. And, and like, I don't mind a lot of the touchpad stuff. Like the you know the opening. I think opening the doors is cool because I like just like running up and I swing the touchpad and he he rips open the 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 kind of uh, the prison door and the the suspects run out. Porta potties. That's cool. I don't mind like the thing where you have to lift up the grate and punch it. Yeah, you yeah. know, a bunch of times. It's I I understand why they do it because they want to use the controller, but I like the fact that when you want to absorb the power, you have to press the touchpad. In the mm. previous games, you would hit a you would have to hold the button, but sometimes yeah. that button would be used for something else. So mm. it's like I don't remember exactly what button it was, but let's just say it was like yeah. I want to absorb this crap. I just punched it, mm. and it's like right. I, I didn't hold it in time. And sometimes you're you're in a battle and you need to absorb whatever you need like whatever power you're using to get your health back. And right. in pre- the previous games, I would die that way a bunch. Yeah. Right. So it's nice that they have a dedicated button for it, and it seems like it would be like a silly thing to use the touchpad. But yeah. after an hour of playing, you don't even think about it. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we can. I mean, we haven't finished it yet, so we can't talk well, too much about the end of the story. But um, I want to hit on one more thing. Mm. Um, unless you know, if we don't have anything to say after this, we'll move on. But yeah. um, in regard to to I guess just a, some advice uh, for people that are are playing through the game, uh, we talk about it being repetitive. But my advice is to 
break up like if you're a completionist like i am with most games not all games but with something like this if i can see it on the map i'm gonna go do it if you tell me where i can spray paint something if you tell me where i can pick up a blast shard and i don't have to press a button and radial out and hope that i find it i'm gonna go and get it mm-hmm. and that's what i did here but here's the thing about doing that and why i'm i'm telling you that if you play through the game try to break it up a little bit for yourself um there are four different power sets by the end of the game one of them the final one you don't get until the very end of the game this drives me crazy because i went through i went through the whole thing and by the time that i reached the final area my i was down to the last territory and it had two percent left so all i needed to do was pick up this one blast char that it was an area that i couldn't get to until i got to the end of the game so i got it and i picked it up 100 percent trophy bang blah 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 beat the boss gained the power before you know going up against the boss so now i have an entire tree open to me i have enough blast shards to buy powers for the entire city and you have nothing left to do exactly that but at the end of the game like the you know they it essentially after you've beaten the game you've done everything it becomes the open sandbox the go and find a random encounter and you know go beat up a couple of conduits but there's no there's no goal really like if you want to do the the extra content you want to do the 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 paper trail stuff that's cool but i have trophies left to get that i have like maybe four trophies left to get that i have to be evil in order to get them that i spent like maybe a half hour last night pretty much just holding down the run button with my neon power blowing around town looking for sign spinners looking for uh those uh, uh, Akura gang members yeah. and stuff like that, you know, beat the shit out of 10 of them and then, you know, beat the shit out of 10, 10 sign spinners. The sign spinners, you see them all throughout the game, but I didn't I didn't bust them every time I saw them. I was like, nah, I was like, you know, there's plenty of game left. I'll get them later. I'll get them later. Big mistake. If you see the protesters, if you see the sign spinners, if you see those bonus things, the Akura things, do it when you see them because you'll those trophies will pop naturally and it won't be a problem. I am now stuck in a in a at a point in the game where I have an entire set of powers that I am never going to really be able to explore and use because there's not really a whole lot of game left. See, to me, that just screams of bad game design. It's like they gave it to you right at the end, and but there's no warning that right. if you if you play like I play the same way you like you do, I yeah. go into an area and I hundred percent it before I leave it. Yeah, and if you play, it sounds like if you play that way. You're not going to get to play with the, like the last power. Well, that's the thing. I can like I can dick around with it all but I you're want. You're not going to be able to use it mission wise, right? Like, there's one thing on my map now that's glowing and stuff, and I have no idea what it is. I haven't gone over to it. I'm pretty sure that it's the you know bonus content, and I don't know how long that bonus. I haven't explored it yet, but essentially, aside from random encounters, I have you know a giant map with nothing to do. And I still have things left to do if I want to get all my trophies and get yeah. my platinum. Um, it might get to the point where my curiosity for the good karma playthrough overrides my wanting to get that platinum. Because um, I don't know. I don't think you can. I think once you go good, you can't do your evil karma 100% sandbox anymore. Mm. Well, now, like you said, with the bonus content, because isn't what they're doing, they're doing six six weeks of of additional content like once a week they're going to be putting extra stuff out i do not know yeah they are they're yeah. they're putting missions out um 
I, I, I understand what you're saying about the game design thing, but to me, they're they're not... Look, if you want to 100% the game before you the final boss, it's obviously a way you can play the game, but I think they're more programming for people who are going to finish the game without doing a lot of side missions, and it's infinite for them to go back... Yeah, totally. ...and to play with this new power with all these other side missions they might not have completed, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's totally... I mean, I play the way that I play, mm. and it's kind of... I. I is it my fault? Well, no, it's not your fault. Right. Absolutely not. It's not your fault. But I think, I'm just saying, I think that's why they do it. So that most people are not going to 100% the game before they beat the last boss. They're probably going to go back in afterwards. And, and if they have a new power to play with, they're probably more likely to actually play that content and not trade that game in a week after it came out. Right. So, that's why. All right. So, I mean, my my probably not final thoughts on infamous i'm sure we'll be talking about it a little bit more as uh, as bobby and justin go through their playthroughs and of course i'm going to be exploring the good playthrough in time so we'll probably revisit it but i mean overall i i don't i don't know that it's a system seller i know a lot of people were, were waiting like bobby you said that you bought the ps4 for this game do you feel that so far from what you've played that it's been worth you are buying the system for it. Um, I mean, look, if I if this was the only game that I that was out that I could play, then I would be a little upset about it, obviously, because I don't right. think you, I I this was the game that I was like, okay, when this game comes out, that's when I'll buy the system because I love the infamous games, so I want to play it. I've got to have a lot of other good experiences on my PS4 after that. But am I getting an infamous game that I'm enjoying? Absolutely, and that's yeah. all I wanted from it. Yeah, you know, so. I think if you like those previous games, you'll definitely like this game. It has issues, just like those other two games mm -hmm. have issues. But I think overall, it's I didn't want to stop playing it. You know, it was right. damn fun to play, right. and that's the point I think of the infamous games. Yeah, I mean, I having having finished the game, um, and really that's that's a lot of it for me. Uh, I did have a lot of fun with it, but when you, I don't know how different the good playthrough is going to be, but that evil storyline mm -hmm. is really satisfying. By the time that you reach the end of that, those final moments, I like fist pumpingly good. Mm -hmm. Just like, like, fuck yeah, that was, that was sick. Mm -hmm. Like I want another, like they, they open it up for, obviously they would like to make more of these considering the hype and that, you know, a lot of people are into this thing that they tell you that these powers that you gain in this game aren't the only ones. Mm -hmm. So we could end up seeing, you know, an infamous with water powers, with paper powers, with, you know, whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they go into that. They explain uh, that there are a lot more power sets out there yeah. in, in, like, a, a conversation that you're having. And, like, I didn't expect that. It's like they're opening up a whole new world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, now, do you think this is going to change the way that you play games like where you have the good no. evil choice do you think that now you're going to start evil no no you you'll still well it, dep it honestly it, w it depends i mean you know you got to i i don't mean to the word sacrifice cuz i mean i'm playing a game but uh for the sake of of variety and having you know two different things for the show and for the site and stuff like that i didn't mind going evil cuz i'm going to do both of them anyway um and i like hearing the differences, like I, I almost want to, I want to hear more of story stuff, but I think I kind of have to experience it for myself. Here's a little tip I'll just throw out there sure. for uh, fellow trophy hunters like me. I found with the previous games, if you want to platinum them, uh, platinum them, the easiest way to do it is to play your first playthrough on normal as yeah. a, as a hero, and then to play the expert difficulty as. Uh, See, I'm gonna be doing the opposite as a villain, just because. You don't have to worry about anything. It's like, oh, you don't have innocence to protect. You want to murder the innocence too, so you can use your powers 
yeah. without restraint. And that's the like I found that was the easiest way to platinum infam- uh, infamous two. Right. I mean to give a to give a final count on the game, I think would be premature having only seen what I consider to be half the title. So maybe after going through uh, the good karma playthrough, I'll have you know a little bit more to say mm-hmm. and uh, be able to give final thoughts. So um, I want to move on from the infamous conversation and actually go to uh, some listener questions before we get out of here. We're running close to two hours. So uh, just want to, yeah, you know, trying to make this a shorter podcast. <laughs> a shorter podcast. Probably not going to happen. It doesn't for, work. Uh, it's talking comics related. It's going to be yeah. a little long. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this to Rob because uh, he's been sitting very patiently and listening very intently <laughs> to all of our words. <laughs> um, this question comes from Andy Breeden and he is at, oh my God. I can't. His, at, oh my God. His sto- what is this? Can you read this? At his. What is that? Hysterectomy. Hysterectomy? At hysterectomy. At hysterectomy on Twitter. Um, what game resulted in your longest no breaks except to use the facilities session ever? Uh, that's Ocarina of Time. Zelda Ocarina of Time. Easily. The day that game came out, uh, purchased it and. I don't think I slept until I beat that game. Wow. Mm. That's epic. That was great. <laughs> and 64. Mm. Uh, Bobby, what about you? That's tough. Um, I'm going to say Final Fantasy VII is probably the answer to that. I remember, I remember waking up in the morning and turning the game on, and then the next thing I kind of realized, it was dark outside. You know, it was one of those things. Yeah. Uh, that game definitely was huge. And the, uh, in recent memory, though, randomly, I played for I played Deus Ex: Human Revolution for about eight hours straight oh, wow. uh, one day. I was I I was like I'm gonna do stuff, and I was like, nope, I'm just gonna sit here and play this game. And I love that game. So that was probably the two that I can remember. Are the it's when I was like you know 12 and when I was yeah. 29. Exactly. So. Yeah, I mean that that was high schoolish. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, um. I know you said no breaks, but I, I mean, if I have to talk about hardcore gaming it really hard, um, when Diablo 2 was out, uh, Diablo Lord of Destruction, my friend Brendan and I would literally sleep in shifts. And for a total of, I believe it was five days, he stayed at my house. My, my parents at the time were away in, in wherever the hell they were. And he stayed over and we literally, I would go to sleep for about like five or six hours and he would play the game. I would wake up and we would switch and we would just brief each other ever. You know, mm-hmm. this is what I, this is what dropped. This is where we're at now. This is what we have. This is what we're rocking, you know, good night mm-hmm. or good afternoon or whatever the hell it was. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we pounded that game real hard mm-hmm. and for five days straight, just on and off, on and off, only breaking. If one of us was playing, was still awake. The other went to go get food or make food and bring it upstairs. And I, I think we beat, we ran through the game three to four times, made maybe five characters. It was bonkers, just annihilated it. What about you, Justin? Well, I mentioned last week how I took off work for Titanfall. I've done that one other time. Uh, took a day off work to play a video game, and it was for Uncharted 2. Mm-hmm. And I went to GameStop. As soon as they opened, I picked up my copy. I came home, and like nine hours later, I said, I should stop because I'm going to beat the game in one sitting. Like, And I want, <laughs> I wanted it to last longer, so I made myself stop. 
the only other thing, like Uncharted came to mind and Skyrim came to mind. Oh, uh, yeah. My oh. second, I, the first time I played Skyrim, I played for about an hour. Yep. The second time I played it, I was like about eight o'clock at night. And the next time I looked up, it was 5.30 in the morning. Whoa. And I was like, did I just transport through time? Because it didn't feel like that. I mean, I wasn't hungry. I didn't need to get up to get a drink. I didn't need to use uh, the bathroom. It was just like, yeah. where did the last like, that almost 10 hours Black go? Flag. And then I sat there and played it till like 7 in the morning. Nice. So I was like, all right, I'm, just, I'm in it. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, Sick. I picked up Skyrim at midnight. So that, 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 that was something was, that happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a loss of a day. Yeah. There's yeah. an epic, uh, what is it, on uh, Giant Bomb, there's that 12-hour uh, stream. Oh, the Greg stream Kassan for that? Greg plays, uh, plays Skyrim for 12 hours straight live. Mm, wow. Yeah. I want to know what Jackie, what Jackie's record in Skyrim is since oh, she's man. logged in we'll a ridiculous amount of hours. 500 hours I, in yeah. Skyrim. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so we got another question, but I'm actually, I'm going to throw this one to Justin. Uh, this is from Luciano on Twitter. Um, he is at the Arctic Beast. He goes, what do I need to know about the two new systems before I buy one? I remember there being some controversy around the Xbox One. Now, being the only one of us that has both next-gen systems, where where do you see this? Like, what do you think? Uh, the, first, uh, the first thing that I would ask back is, where do your friends play? You can't ask him anything back, Justin. You have well, to just... I, that's, that's like, if <laughs> your friend, can't answer I, you. I think if your friend, it, that's like the main question that you should really think about is where are my friends? If my friends are on Xbox, get an Xbox. If my friends are on PlayStation, get a PlayStation. If you're coming into this brand new and it doesn't matter to you where your friends play, um, I would say get a PlayStation. The differences that you need to know is that the PlayStation is a little bit more powerful it's uh uh besides uh it, a little bit more powerful um its setup is it, it's um ui its user interface is cleaner uh more user friendly uh i'm just going to share a personal experience i had um i have the xbox one and uh i only have a few friends who have xboxes and just the other uh the other night we decided to play titanfall I, everyone finally got the game and we got a party together to play titanfall mm-hmm. it took us a half hour to play uh, because friends, uh, my friends weren't friends with some of my other friends. So they had to become friends so they could hear each other in a party. Okay. How does everybody get into the party? You have to hold down the Xbox button to join the party from the 360. It's like they went backwards, hmm. uh, which is just crazy. So it, it took us about a half hour to figure out how to all get into a party to play Titanfall together. And that's just, that's just not, that just shouldn't happen. That just shouldn't happen. Especially since the 360 had such a perfect party system, why they went backwards with a few things. I don't really know. Um, with Xbox Live, uh, uh, you're going to have to pay for both uh, online for both, Xbox Live and, and PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus is the best value in gaming. You're getting free stuff every month. Mm-hmm. If you happen to have a PlayStation 3, um, you're getting lots of amazing games that came out within the last year. If you have Xbox Live, you're getting stuff that came out in, from Gears of War, Halo 3 time. Um, so there's, there's a big... Um, there's a a big check in the PlayStation's corner. Yeah. Um, PlayStation just seems to be hitting it right right now. They yeah. they made such a colossal mistake with PlayStation Three from the price point. Let's not forget that if you're thinking about getting one of these systems, 
the price point right now is about $100. I mean, there are sales going on right now for the Xbox that you could probably get the Titanfall one for about 450 right now. Yeah. Um, which is not not a bad makes deal. It, it makes it cheaper than the PS4, really. When you think about it, yeah. Yeah, that's right, because you're getting Titanfall with it. Mm. Sorry. Um, let's not forget that you have to use the Connect. Uh, they, they box the Connect with the Xbox One, so you don't have to use the Connect. You don't though. have to use. You, I take that back. You do not have to use the Connect. You can unplug it. They really want you to, though. Yeah. Um, they make it hard to find things without the Connect. Um, if you like indies, it seems like PlayStation's the right the right spot to be right now. Um, mm. It just like I said, PlayStation's hitting all the right marks right now. So if you really if you're going into this and you're wondering which system you should buy, you don't care where your friends your friends play, and you're not in love with the idea of Titanfall, everything else is pointing you towards PlayStation. It's a decision that I don't, I don't think many people will regret. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that. I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I have a PS4, so I wanted to go with the PS4. Um, obviously, you have to think about what exclusives you like as well. If you're if you're a Halo person or Gears of War person, you can't play those games on a PlayStation. So. But at the same time, you can't play an Uncharted on an Xbox. Well, no, there's exactly. Always, there's always going to yeah. be the exclusives. But I'm saying, like, if we got to figure out which ones are more important to you and go with that one first. I think that um, I I feel like the but I think one thing he's asking right is the controversy around the Xbox, all those things that came out when they first launched it. All those things are gone. Yep. All, all the things, those, all the restrictions they rolled out, the used game thing, all that stuff, it's gone. So if that's what you're hung, hung up on, I wouldn't base your decision there. But I do agree with you. I think the PlayStation 4 is a, a pretty masterful machine, and they, they've really kind of nailed it. There's little things, but the little things don't exist in the Xbox either. Like the fact that I can't plug in a thumbstick and watch like an MP4. Or something like a file, or listen to music. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. But other than that, I think it's fantastic. Hmm. Yeah. So you're saying, you know, ask around, find out where your friends are, and because that's that's the point of these machines, right? It's to play games, and you want to play games with your friends. That's if you play multiplayer games. Though. That's yeah. well, that's true. If you yeah. play, if you do play multiplayer games, um, that's a very fair point. So if multiplayer is not important to you, you say the best value is PS4. I still say the best value is PS4. All right. There you have it. Awesome. All right, guys. Um, I just want to pimp a couple things really quick because, uh, as you know, Talking Games is part of a much bigger beast. Um, If you like this show, uh, you guys want to check out Talking Comics or TalkingComicBooks.com. We got a weekly podcast uh, all about comics, news, interviews, all kinds of madness. Uh, Stephanie Cook of the Talking Comics podcast has uh, a podcast with our other uh, female um, contributors, Melissa Megan and Mara Wood called The Misfits. Uh, You can find them on Twitter at at The Misfits and their show, uh, I believe, has their own own feed now, right? Yeah, they do. Yes, everyone has their own feed. All our podcasts have their own feed now. And you can find um, all of our podcasts now. We are now available on iTunes. So uh, be sure to subscribe. You guys, it's free. You'll never miss a show. Uh, Misfits, Talking Comics, Talking Games, we're all there. Um, Review us. Let us know what you think. Uh, you guys want to send us questions, you can always tweet us at talking underscore games, or you can send us an email at podcast. Um, po- oh, my God. Podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. Yes. There you go. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to keep trucking with this thing. Personal uh, ways that you can get in touch with us personally. My uh, Twitter handle is at dead underscore anchorus. Justin? I'm at your Roke, J-O-R-O-A-K. Bobby? Um, at Bobby Shortle. And, and I am at Dusk1020. There you go. 
Um, and again, guys, uh, thank you so much for, for listening, for checking us out. And uh, we want to hear from you. We love interacting with, you know, fans and listeners and all of that stuff. Uh, really keeps things interesting, keeps, you know, opinions rolling around. And uh, it gives us content for the show. So make sure that you guys, you know, drop a line. Let us know, especially let us know what you think about the show. Uh, we would love to hear it. Can I, can I say one thing? Yeah. I put on the the, uh, the post this past week. Uh, we Last week we talked about Crash Bandicoot yes. versus Lara Croft. And I put a poll up and Crash Bandicoot won by two votes. <laughs> Only by two? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 55% to 45%. Wow. Yeah. So Crash Bandicoot. Is the winner. Is the, the winner. 90s platformer face-off. As it should be. Yeah. And I want to throw. I want to try to throw a poll up there every week for yeah. people to check out. And we got an email. And we, we don't do the whole thing now because we've been running long. We'll get to this question next week. But it's a good thing to talk about now. Um, we got a question about what do we think about boss fights in games? Yes, I saw that. So I'm going to put up here on here. This be, what do you think of boss fights in games? Yes or no? And then we'll talk about it next week, obviously, when we, when we, get, we get back together. All right. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. So... Uh, that's uh, going to do it for Talking Games this week. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, until then, on Talking Games, thanks for listening. But our princess is in another castle.